Hello, this is Speedball Mike Bailey from Impact Wrestling. You're listening to Wrestle In. Welcome to a special spooky edition of the Ocean Cyclone Show. (laughs) That wasn't added in post. (laughs) (laughs) That was live, baby. Uh, This is Wrestle In's All Joshi Podcast. Tonight we're going to make some very tenuous connections to a Halloween theme as we discuss stardom, Tokyo Joshi, Ice Ribbon, and more. I am Ryan, currently in costume as a semi-competent adult. I'm here with Trent, who, for many reasons, is going to struggle to pull off his uh, May Saruga costume this year. Trent, how are you? We're out of the pandemic, so in theory I should have started losing this pandemic weight. The skirt does fit a little tight. Um, okay, it, It's pulling at the uh, seams, but it's all about the, in, you know, just taking in the character. And I feel I can play an annoying, insufferable prick pretty well, so. And bite people? Yeah, look, I, well. I, I, my dentist approves. Okay. And our third man of our threedom is the man who uh, unfortunately dominated our debate episode last Time out. Scott, no sleep, Edwards. Scott, are you uh, are you still wearing your championship belt? Uh, no, it's behind me, as you can see, of course. Um, I wasn't even actually going to bring that up, but thank you for doing so. Um, I just want to say uh, I kicked all you guys' asses, and yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. You're not going to bring it up. In the chats we've been having, you've been bringing it up. I wasn't going to bring it up at all. I was never going to bring it up. I forgot about it. But Ryan brought up. Oh now. crap! You so forgot now, about it. So now oh, I gotta talk about. Oh, it. remember, remember when I convinced you guys that you know were against me to still pick me? Yeah, that was great. It's called being unbiased yeah, and yeah. not having favorites. I should have just played favorites and given it all to Ryan. You should have, but you didn't because you're an unbiased. Uh, whatever. So good job. Good on you. Yeah, that last month was the horror themed episode. <laughs> seeing Scott get his head size growing three times. Wow. So here we are again. Uh, another scary lips. situation. Um, I have two young children. So Halloween looks like a certain way for me where they're excited. They're excited. My oldest is actually excited um, like in April. And she's like <laughs> planning. Like Jesus, I can't even I can't even think of October right now. Um, are you guys as two grown-ass men, still into Halloween at this point? What do you mean still into? I'm Australian. We don't actually celebrate it. Even though this episode was my idea. (laughs) (laughs) That was my other question, Trent. Like, is is this something that is at all in Australia or not big? Or There's like... a. There's like a couple of streets in certain cities where it's like, oh, you can trick and treat here because these people will be prepared for it. And I think people use like clubs and stuff use as an excuse to have like a costume night where you go and get drunk and hammered and you mm. know, dress up for the occasion. But it, it's like most drunk of our knowledge of Halloween thing. comes purely from American pop culture. It's drunk not a thing that's really celebrated thing. here. All mm. of my knowledge comes from sitcoms and movies and stuff. Drunk and so. hammered are the same thing. <laughs> yeah, we, we do the like, same. You know, tipsy, slightly there, drunk, shouldn't be driving, hammered, Jeff Hardy. You know, whoa! We moved yeah. on from Chase Owen shots to Jeff Hardy shots. Um, I, well, we're talking about drinking, like so you got to do shots. Oh man, that's <laughs> wow! All right, all right, I didn't, I didn't see this going that way. Could have made an Usos joke. 
could have made many jokes, but look, you went, you went for the guy. You went for the guy. For a couple months. You went for the guy that's in rehab currently, instead of the people that aren't. Incredible. Meanwhile, the the brother is saying, "Oh, he's definitely coming back because he needs him there to oh. make his money." Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I'm know not a Hardy Boys fan. Me. I could tell. <laughs> Big Edge and Christian head over here. We get it. Jeez. Yeah. I'm definitely a Bubba Ray guy. Clearly, that's disgusting. All right. Well, actually, I need to move on. Time. Move on. We this is a Joshi show. This is Trent, way too much. Trent, might have, to, Trent might have to be kicked off of this podcast. There's too many male references and non-Japanese people. <laughs> yeah, we can't have, have it. We have, have we mentioned a single Japanese person right now? Mesuruga. Yeah. Yeah. There right. we go. There we go. Cool. Cool. We, we are a Joshi show. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Shock horror. We've um, gone off the rails before you can actually introduce what we're talking wasn't about. That's, that's, that's for the, once. That's the uh, routine here. That's the tradition. Yeah. It says it what on the run sheet about? generally. <laughs> run sheet says off the rails. Introduce topic. <laughs> this is how it goes. Back off the rails. But uh, before we get in there, let's let's talk to Patreon real quick because mm. the Wrestle in Podcast Network. We called it a network before it was a network, but now it's like growing. We got Flight of Five, Noob Japan, Puro Vision, All Elite Wrestling, and Into the Wrestleverse. When you sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash WrestleINN for just a dollar a month. You get early access to all those shows. And actually, Into the WrestleVerse, if you want to hear more of Trent, is a Patreon. Why the hell would you? Some people do. I don't don't know. I sure don't. (laughs) He can hear me badmouth Jeff Hardy on that show as well. Trent is on your shows like all the time, Scott. I know. I know. That's enough. Quote, unquote, guest. Yeah. Last hope. I'm going to start so, asking for some royalty money from you, Scott. Yeah, when I get it, you can have some. <laughs> share it, share it. Good. Uh, yeah, sign up to our Patreon. Not that I see that money, but. Well, would you. <laughs> Wait, are you getting paid, Ryan? No. <laughs> you seem shocked by that. Just, you just took me, took me by surprise that it sounded like you were taking a shot at um, the wrestling bosses here, which is, oh, which would, is would us. I dare do such a thing. Yes, yes, you would. <laughs> you take shots at your podcast co-host all the time. So, yeah, I think you would go that far. Yeah, I probably would. Tune in so, to Patreon where I can do it more often. Excellent. Before we get further off the rails, before we get into all the spooky stuff and the Halloween-themed gimmick discussions. Um, oh, I got always... a bone to pick. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Already. Yeah, we're not getting back on this, this is, No, this is actually just a joke because of the name of our show. Uh, so of course we were called Ocean Cyclone yes. Show or whatever, mm. and uh, whatever. So 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 Chad Gable on Raw did a like normal uh, suplex, yeah. And I think Corey Graves like Ocean Cyclone Suplex. Oh like, that, no, that's not an Ocean Cyclone Suplex. That's, it looked that's like it was kind of like he he had him higher open. up. Yeah, and then just kind of fell backwards, yeah. but it wasn't a true ocean cyclone. Yeah, it was so, it was a river cyclone. So we just gotta say, uh, watch your mouth, or we're gonna send my my Toyota after you, and or Davenport. No, no, she works for them. <laughs> yeah, easy <laughs> she even, to get to. She doesn't even do it for them. That's the funny no. part. She gave it up once she left the Joe. She see, maybe well, we're gonna have a lot. I mean, we're adding to the list of people. Um, we're taking shot at. Shots at who who not gonna like us. Corey Graves, check. Shout out, man. Added to the list. Lost the list. I'm just trying to help him. 
Corey, yeah, Corey, Corey Gray is not listening. <laughs> Which is fair so, because I don't listen to him, so it's a half of the wow, point. All right. All right. Trent there we go. sassy today. Trying Jeez. to speed run getting kicked off this show. You took you took my gig. What the hell is up with that? <laughs> this is my gimmick. This is gimmick you you won my gimmick of winning the contest. So I've got to steal no, 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 no. I made a new gimmick. It's called dominating the contest, buddy. <laughs> how, how many times did I get the trivia versus you? I, I don't remember actually. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I just know I went four and oh in the debates. Can we let Ryan talk? Jesus. I just want to know what <laughs> you guys have been last time. enjoying. And your Joshi viewing lately. Trent, what have you been watching? What have you been into? Uh, look, I mean, the obvious thing is to say the five star Grand Prix because that's still happening. Um, but because you guys did this last month, where so five star Grand Prix, but I feel like I need to do that. So I'm going to okay. list the JTO tag match that just happened. And it's just fantastic because I, obviously this was an amazing match. But so many people are hearing about this match that wouldn't be aware of Micah, wouldn't be aware of Mariah, but more importantly, wouldn't have been aware of who Tomoko Naba and Aoi were until this show and until this match. It's so great to see people suddenly being like, oh, these people are really cool because not everyone watches New Blood. Not everyone watches JTO on a regular mm-hmm. basis. But because of the hype surrounding the Despy and Kasai match, and then also the hype that was coming from that of, oh, there was this other really good match too with the women. It's so exciting to see how much buzz was coming from this show that also had people actually able to cheer, which was a doubly great. And we've talked in the past, I'm not sure if it was on this show or not, about how I get why stardom don't do the cheering because they're making more money the way they are. And if you look at the amount they charge for those seats, especially up front, no wonder they want to get as many people in those seats as possible when they're selling them. But it's just so good to hear people cheering for these women again. Absolutely. Um... As we talked off air, that's those are matches on my watch list. I'm I'm very behind. I have heard I have heard a lot of great things, so looking forward to it. Even Melty Man watched it, which is saying a lot. Did his, did his ratings <laughs> yes. already come out? And did people already yeah, argue about his ratings? Stars. Yeah, he gave four stars. Mm. That's pretty mm. good. Mm-hmm. You know, for the, for I I gave it more. Was wondering, so. But considering it was a random, just yeah. a match that I wouldn't mm-hmm. have expected him to see. Um, sure. Actually, Stardom dominated that week of ratings from him. Well, wow. I think they got like three, four point two five. Which yeah, not surprising given the matches that happened. But like, yeah, bunch of four point two fives, a couple of fours, and stuff it was a really good week for Joshi. And Scott, what about you? What have you been digging? Uh, what haven't I been watching? You know, been watching two uh, AW apparently. Yeah, I watched uh, Hiro Hashimoto versus Yami Sasamura. Recommend that to anyone that's looking for a match that's definitely not on their radar, but is really good Joshi wrestling. Um, of course, I watched Just Tap Out match. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite tags of the year in wrestling, not just Joshi. Mm. Um, I think the energy obviously helped that, but uh, Inaba had the coming out party i think that a lot of people were waiting for her to have mm-hmm. uh so that's very important of course five star grand prix what's not to love about the best tournament in professional wrestling yeah. um i will make this a specific point okay because we're recording this i'm gonna tell everyone just so they know yeah because you know if this comes out on the day of the final guess what we haven't seen it yet uh, we're not that this, good it's currently september 17th we could probably pretend who was there oh can you yeah. believe julia beat tam in that classic there it's we go it. it's relevant nailed it uh but this uh it's, it's september 17th 
And this week was the birthday of none other than Suzu Suzuki. So it sounds like a good excuse to talk about her greatness for a second. Um, there is no one that has reached her point that is this good. And I know Azumi's in the conversation and Starlight Kid's in the conversation, but I talked to a friend of mine and we agreed on one thing. Suzu Suzuki started her career where Azumi is right now. That's how good she is. That's how great she is. If you go watch her ice ribbon matches, her ice ribbon title run, she was having match of the year contenders at 18, 17, right? Now she's here. She's at 20 years old. Now the world knows who she is more and more as she has her matches. And we're about to watch, I think, one of the best three-week runs of matches a wrestler could put on. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to fight. Sorry, let me get my list. I had it in front of me. Let me get my <laughs> list. So so just based off of this, she fought Saida technically today, but she's fighting Momo Watanabe, Mina Sharikawa, you know, whatever. Uh, Hanan, Ami Saray, Starlight Kid, and Julia. Mm. Um, there's a lot of potential there, but I just wanted to bring her up because she is as talented as it gets and I think deserves all the praise that she gets as well. Absolutely. And just, uh, I do want to pull a quick aside on this. Now that you've brought it up and it's brought it, brought it to my attention. Um, t- today, when this goes out, uh, Azumi turns 20. So happy birthday, Azumi. Perfect. Happy birthday, Azumi. Uh, she, uh, she's pretty good. Say the least. <laughs> imagine also having being, a great tournament. Yes. I like, imagine being that good at what you do at 20, either as good as Seeing Susan I'm or older Azumi. Than that. No, I can't. <laughs> like, seeing I've experienced when I that was year twenty, my age, no. I didn't. I you know didn't know what I was doing. I didn't do anything well. Um, I probably very, I'm very jealous. Good at twenty, but I wasn't. When I was twenty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was in college and depressed. So, you know. yeah, different, yeah. different species <laughs> over there. Um, I wanted to shout out a a match that maybe I'm just wrong, but it seems. <laughs> It's being <laughs> underrated by everyone else. We're going to start like, it off. The cage match rating is low. I'm not seeing well, cage much match buzz. doesn't count. Well, cage match doesn't count. I know you love, love cage match. Let's wait and see what match you list before we... You know, no, up no. Up I, up I have chance. a feeling I know what match it is. I'm backing you, you up here. Okay, I we'll see. So. Um, it's Unagi versus Tam. Ah, yes. Low. I knew it. Is that being okay. rated low? It is. People don't get storytelling. In it's like... It's under seven. What? Six six point. Last time I saw, it was like six something. Um, I thought it was what great. This cosmic angel's height. I think that's what it is. Oh, Unagi can't have a good match. I'm because... actually going and looking it up now. Okay, let's that see. Really I I may have boosted it a little bit, but um, <laughs> my man, uh, it's you know it's like intense. I feel connected to it. Tam is like such a great storyteller. Uh, yes, I agree. And my wife who has like very little interest in wrestling was walking by kind of like sat down and kind of got sucked sucked into it which Mm. happens very very rarely to me that's like okay something must be going right the power Um, of tam and she's not just staring at unagi like she walked the tam road what did you just say (laughs) what about unagi my I'm wife was not. She wasn't oh. just staring at Unagi. She was. Oh. She was like, "What is? What is this drama happening? What's this all about?" Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I, I loved that. I don't like. 
it was so great. it sounds like Scott and I agree again. Oh yeah. Too smart, yeah. too smart guys. Yeah, it's got um, a rating of 6.93. It was um, uh, nice. It was storytelling beauty. <laughs> like, like if you want to talk, okay, now I'm going on a tangent here, but it has to happen. If you want to talk about horror. matches, right? Where Tam has lifted up people in this tournament with her storytelling, you know, you got my Sakurai. I think she did that in their match. I said, I said, I've said previously that's probably Mai's best or second best singles match of her career. And definitely this Unagi one. I thought this was Unagi's best match since the last time she faced Tam Nakano for the Wonder of Storm title, which I think is Unagi's best match ever. So mm. I totally agree with you, Ryan. I thought uh, we saw that Unagi that was getting pushed a lot last year. It was nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few other matches I thought you could have been considering, but I was hoping it was this one. So I'm happy you brought it up. Yeah, this was a real throwback to that seven-match trial series, I thought, where, mm. you know, it was almost like Unagi kind of had to get her head back in the game, given, you know, the poor five-star run she's had. And the little bit of dissent that's going on with Cosmic Angels that I think is there, they're not paying a lot of attention to it. It's kind of more background noise that you kind of have to be diving deep into to see what's going on. But this kind of felt like a match that had to happen to get her back on track. And she lost her next five-star match to Micah, but... That's kind of understandable anyways, but I think it'll be an important growing point for her and really Cosmic Angels going forward. I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious that they hugged for so long that Tam's music ran out and they had to restart it before the hug finished. <laughs> oh, you know, they're a little extra. Epic hug, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. But, you know, but, yeah, tears, emotion, match. all that at the end. I love that stuff. Mm, mm. Let's do it. Um, and then we had Mayu versus uh, Suzu Suzuki. So This is why I think action. partly why this, this is... The Unagi match is not getting talked about as much. There's just the tournament is so full of greatness mm. that things can be overlooked quite easily. And if you're not a fan of Tam Nakano and her wrestling style, this is a match that is 100% Tam. Like this is Tam mm. Nakano if she was allowed to do stuff on Netflix, you know, Michael Bay with <laughs> Six Underground and stuff, which is unadulterated Tam. So if you don't like her, you're not going to like this match. But it's a good Tam Road match. It was really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I think, agreed, agreed. you know, I don't know. I don't know where you guys are on this, but I think 2022 has been like the best year for wrestling quality in a long time. Like I feel like I don't, and I know you guys don't watch as much as me, obviously, because you can't, um, hmm. or you just aren't interested in everything like I am. But it feels like every single week there's like a match that's four stars or above. That's just like go see it must-see stuff, whether it's happening here in the U.S., which is, you know, usually you lean on AEW for that, or there's, I feel like Japan has one once a week, especially with the GP going on. It's like, mm-hmm. it's hard not to right now, but I just feel like every single weekend I'm so excited because there's something big, no matter where in the world, and I think that's awesome. I think that's a fair statement. Like, I don't have the the data to sort of back it up necessarily, um, it's probably more consistently great matches happening right now. Um, it's For me, it's kind of probably hard to say that when I'm looking. I think it was like 2018 New Japan where it was like every show had like a five-star match level match. a few years, Trent. It depends what a few years counts for you. Yeah, You can that... be whatever you say. It's pretty much at least since 2019. Okay. Well, okay. in that case, I agree because we had the pandemic and that took away a lot of overall kind of ability for because you need a crowd even if they're clapping 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I just wanna, I just wanna say this. This is the scary episode, right? Sure. Yes. Whatever you guys yes. want to call it. Let's just remember, like, what happened at the beginning of the pandemic for stardom, and just I think you in general now. with everyone dying. No, no. What ending. happened with stardom? <laughs> you know, a stardom. Dark. A little dark. Stuff, stardom saw uh, suffered a lot of tough losses in mm, various for ways. Sure. And look where they are now. Yeah. They are what I think is the best, most consistent promotion in the world. Maybe there's some, some, maybe, you know, maybe I'm just being me a little bit here, but it's hard, even if you're a big AEW fan or that's it. That's the only other company I think that's even in the consideration right now. But that's the conversation is AEW or Stardom. Right? Yeah. Like, and the fact that they're if you're going to argue, those are the two. Right. Mm. The fact that they're even in the conversation after yeah. what happened all those years ago and what they've created. Yeah. I just got to applaud them. I just got to applaud them. Yeah. And to go At this from... point, you didn't Mariah clap for that. But... <laughs> that where you're like, where, where all these stars are leaving, your roster is, is suffering. And now to have this almost unfairly deep roster where, you know, you can go any direction, every match. And they is gonna... still have a crown Julia. Everyone mm-hmm. back then was so fearful, and yep. she still hasn't won the world title. They've timed it perfectly with that, presuming it does happen at the end of this year. Yeah, we'll see. If it doesn't, there's gonna be a fight. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're well, gonna go up and sock Rossi in the mouth, are you? Hey, you know, that I should make gonna, some headlines. I'm just gonna take his hat. Might hurt more. It's fair. Fair enough. That that yeah that ooh, yeah that, that's the ultimate heel move is taking his hat. Even the Grim Reaper didn't do that. <laughs> Grim Reaper well, uh, let him adjust his hat while he was there. I, I also just want to bring attention to you guys that the next time we record this, a second Cosmic Rules match has happened. So the next time we record, that has entered our lives. Mm. And I don't think anyone's mentally prepared for that. Okay. Just giving the warnings that if we don't make it, you know why. We know our number one topic, I guess, next time. Yeah, we're, we're just doing an episode just on that. I will quit, I will quit the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's the true horror story right there well let's tell some some scary stories imagine a flashlight pointed at my face imagine darkness all around i'm gonna lay out some scary what if joshi stories mm-hmm. and scott and trent are gonna react if these things were to have happened trent, I, I gotta practice my scare, scare scream <laughs> that's really good too good. Both of so much. Um, <laughs> let's travel back to 2019. Stardom is looking for new ownership. Bushy Road is interested, but ultimately pulls out. Vince McMahon and WWE step in and buy Stardom outright. Oh, I got chills. Um, I got fear in my. Oh, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Trent, what 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 that what do you think that would look like? Death. Vince get death. Like I, I I don't say this lightly, but like two things probably kept me in wrestling around that time. Stardom was one of them, and then eventually when I discovered Choco Pro, but that came like mid twenty twenty one. Given WWE's penchant for doing things the way they do, and this is still deep in the Vince McMahon era. Um, I, I might not even be following wrestling anymore because New Japan totally lost me during the pandemic. Um, so if we had a WWE stardom product doing the things that I would expect them to do with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't be 
doing this kind of thing. So I I guess I wouldn't be following wrestling anymore. Oh, well, I can see that. I wonder too if Vince would, you know, just buy it to spite the the system, you know, and kind of just shut it down. Probably well, the whole NXT like Japan thing they were going to do. I mean, it never made a whole lot of sense with their kind yeah. of concept and, you know, whether it was going to be stardom. I think all Japan was being discussed. You know, the connection with Miko Satomura meant Sendai Girls was being brought up as well, or if they just kind of started their own product. Like, to me, it was never going to work the way the British scene worked. And seeing what happened to the... Obviously, the British scene didn't do itself any favours with half mm-hmm. that crew being pedophiles. But... Um, the way that British scene just plummeted after being the hottest thing for a while there, seeing WWE just try and do that, just the thought is kind of scary just in of itself. New Japan would have been fine. Yeah, probably Noah would have been fine. But like a lot of these smaller promotions that were, people worried about stardom killing, by the way, but they've been lifting them up. We wouldn't have been getting that. WWE would have been trying to steal all their top talent. And then probably, you know, you look at what they've done to Io Shirai when Vince McMahon was in charge, not used her, didn't use Kyrie properly, put Sarai in this, you know, schoolgirl, magical girl gimmick, um, you know, kept Miko Satomura hidden away in bloody NXT UK. I mean, no one would be watching it. No one would care about it. And all this great talent would be going to waste. That's... Spot on, Scott. Any more? Are you recovered? Are you? I. Uh, are you there? I a hundred percent. No, I wouldn't be watching wrestling anymore because stardom is the reason oh. I was rejuvenated at the beginning of twenty twenty. Um, it's the hmm. only reason I was rejuvenated because I was pandemic wrestling was terrible, awful, brutal. Yeah. AEW was not connecting with me. WWE was in a warehouse with no crowds or anything. Um, it was just bad. And I was gonna fall out. Thankfully, I you know got turned on to stardom, went through their history, caught up by the end of the year, and I've been locked in ever since. Uh yeah, I, the idea of Mayu Yutani and Arisa Shiki having to work under Vince McMahon wants me to <laughs> makes me want to die. So uh yeah, I would I'm like I'm like sitting here angry. It's not even true. <laughs> like the idea yeah, Vince. That, the idea that Io Shirai had to was enough for me if those two had to work. Mm-hmm. That, oh, I couldn't even imagine. Mayu Watani would be a R Truth type character, wouldn't she? Like they they click onto the Mayuism stuff, and that would be her sole personality. She wouldn't yeah. wrestle, but she'd just come out and be like, "Oh, I uh, thought I was wrestling today." <laughs> oh, Konbanwa, oh, hey, and then go. That would be that would be Mayu terrible. It all would have been bad. It's very happy this doesn't yeah. exist. This is nightmare. Oof. I need to. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Um, Tokyo Joshi decides to take all this criticism to heart. We always say they're not pushing new talent. They only push the pillars. So they decide to have Haruna Neko win the Princess of Princess Championship on January 1st, 4th, and build the company around the cat. Thoughts? Do you want to take this one, Scott? I guess... um... Yeah, strong feelings. Uh, it's it's almost like you're asking how can they get not worse, like this is obviously worse, but how could you just kill the company? Mm. And this is how they could. That, um, it's a real monkey paws situation, isn't right. it? Like, we want to push new talent. Like, do you now? 
Like, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing with the pillars, right? Like, obviously, you want new people to win, blah, 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 blah. But at least they're, like, mostly good. Uh, I have my thoughts about certain ones. But, like, mm. they're not the cat. <laughs> the cat is, like, <laughs> I shut it off no matter what. I will not watch the cat. When when Wrestle mm. Princess 3 happens, I'll probably skip that match and wait until after that to start the show. Like, okay. that's that's sure. where I'm at. Mm. That would be terrible. I, they would lose I have all watched, um, I've watched a lot of her matches, y'all. I'm so sorry. Uh, well, I just, I made this. <laughs> How weird are you promise. still a wrestling fan? Well, I just, the, the next match is always off better. that match. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I was just like, okay, here, I want to watch every 100% of what Tokyo Joshi puts That's out. That's what I'm doing with stardom this year. Well, you picked a, you picked a, a better. I mean, walking Lady C. Because the bottom of Tokyo Joshi is, the bottom is so bad. The top is so good, but the bottom is so bad. And I have been, I've been trying to like, I'm writing this article about the cat. And I'm like, I'm like, is this too mean? Because it's just like, she's not good at anything. Why are you here? (laughs) It's like the... The so said, how did you stretch that to a full article <laughs> i'm working on it but like do i put that out in the world because you know like i don't like palm very much but i i, <laughs> this I is get what ryan thinks about i get the appeal america's future i, I get the um you know <laughs> i cat. see which i see what palm does she's you Palm's know she's a clown you don't have to lie about it i don't like watching her wrestle but you know you see why people are fans I can see it. I understand it. No. What are we doing with? I don't know what we're doing with, with the Neko. <laughs> I mean, it could just be someone has a cat fetish in the back of oh, and that's why on, it's being right, pushed. Furry gimme. I will he say went, he went far. I will I will just say I would actually kind of half want to see there's someone who's not committed to TJPW. I'm not Ryan. Um, and who doesn't have to watch it for content like Scott. I kind of want to see it just as kind of like a Jinder Mahal situation. It's oh just the mean God. potential that then falls apart and you realise, oh, it, this isn't as funny now that it's actually happened. <laughs> like the, the, the imagining oh. the memes and the comedy would come from it actually almost makes it worth it for an outsider. Um, but then the reality sets in, you know, oh, yeah, Jinder can't wrestle. He shouldn't be main eventing. I know Even there's Neko a TJPW 20 minutes with me and Ashta. You know, I know there's a TJPW wrestler in your top 10 favorite wrestlers, or Joshi wrestlers at least. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I hope that's who Nako pins to break to break mm-hmm. you. Because you're going to be like, oh, I'm here for the meme. And then she pins Miyu Watanabe, and then you're like, I want to die. I, I do anyways. So it just gives I me not, a reason. By the way, I was going <laughs> to give Miyu Watanabe praise eventually. This does not, this isn't. Yeah, you, you were talking about how you're just going to talk about her in this episode, even though I'm not sure how she fits in the horror theme. You know, but this is going to be the Miyu Watanabe. Have you ever seen talk about. the, the first, first thing time, you bring up no, is her losing up. to her time in the neck, which well, is horrific. That is that that is TJPW booking, so leave me alone. Uh, oh, okay. The way I was going to bring it up was the first time you ever see her run into the camera and during her entrance that does scare you a little bit (laughs) you you get a little jump scare okay but but then you love it for the rest of the time that's a fair yeah yeah okay let's do story number three um i think this is the worst one the worst one (laughs) i had to i had to sit here and think about harisa hashiki working for vince mcmahon mayu iwatani working for vince mcmahon and you're saying there's a worse one well you'll be the judge worse 
Yeah, this one. Oh, I, don't even know. I don't look at the doc, so this is like okay, uh, good oh, for you. <laughs> so, Stardom wants to go expand into the Western fan base. Oh dear God! They decide to have an no, no, English no, commentary on every show, and one half of the team of Stardom commentary is Jerry Lawler. Oh, it is worse. <laughs> it is worse. Oh, that That's so like I was, the dark side of Joshi Twitter being given a microphone on their live shows. Like he's gonna get canceled, like before before the first show's over. I saw what he said on uh, the whatever Raw show it was the other day about Bianca Belair. That was bad enough. I, I don't want to know. I didn't know. I, I don't want to no. know anything he said. I thought that's where you got it from. No, he's just terrible. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> so like that's a very good time though. Very good. He, he's not. He's not even good at commentary, but he also is misogynistic and racist. So, like, it's the tri it's you know, trifecta. Triforce. <laughs> Where, like, no, it's horrific to think about. People, oh. uh, you know, people are down on Jim Ross, and I, I get it. He's, he's not where he was, but he has moments, and he's like, was always 10 times better than, than Lawler. Lawler's, I don't know why you continue to hire him in this role not he's not good at it he's the neko of commentary <laughs> incidentally he married someone called the cat didn't he i don't know yeah because there was was it the cat that he was married to and then she got fired and so he quit in disgust and then she broke up with him like weeks later I don't follow the life and times of jerry lawler i just don't know pull that they... crap on me i was around <laughs> during the attitude era it was okay, like connected well, to right to censor or something. All right. Well, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah I don't remember that. Uh, I uh, sounds about right. I we I need to move on. Jerry Law was <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I I oh, it's. I think I'm gonna skip one of these, Trent. That's um, okay. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I want to hurt Scott too much. Uh, say it. Say it. <laughs> say it. Okay. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. So Russell Universe gets banned in America. For whatever reason, Stardom World no longer available outside of Japan. YouTube, you can't watch Sendai Girls. Um, all all streaming services are out, except for Oz Academy. Oz Academy is the only <laughs> Joshi you're able to to view. I th I think we did kill him. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I can see he's having a heart attack on camera, so. Oh, my God. Because to be can... fair, that's probably the, the least worst of the ones you've listed so far. You think so? Oh. Okay, okay. Clearly, yeah. you haven't watched Oz Academy, you, you yeah, psycho. I don't know uh, why I have. Clearly, I know more about Jerry Lawler than I need to. Uh, um, the, here, 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 it's a thing, okay? Oz Academy is bad. Yeah. But I will agree. Jerry Lawler is worse. I'll also the only thing we can watch is Oz Academy with Jerry Lawler commentary. I rather oh Jesus. I rather <laughs> watch Oz Academy than Haruna Neko as Princess of Princess Champion. Okay. I also the, uh, Oz Academy's bad, but uh uh if they're There's the so only much Joshi you can watch, don't bother with Oz. Yeah, pretty much. Though I think they're doing Miyuki Takase versus like Ryu Muzanami soon. So oh no, I'm gonna have to watch it, y'all. That, that sounds good. Because one of my rules is, if you put 
Mayuki Takase on your show. I have. I don't have to watch the whole show, but I will watch. The show. <laughs> uh, I do the same thing. So they they got me again. They they continue to do that. Okay, I have one more um, that Trent added. Oh jeez. So <laughs> it's just a general. It's not. It's not as bad as these others. No, no. I'm not, I'm I'm not, not selling sick it. Sick and twisted, like Ryan. <laughs> it's, not, it's not sick and twisted. Um, Julia's contract is is up. Mayu's is up. Utami's is up. Shuri's is up. For some reason, Stardom Our didn't Lord. plan this out right. The top, let's say, five to seven Stardom wrestlers are all contractually done with Stardom. And negotiations begin. And they all decide to either go to WWE or AEW. And there's a grand exodus of talent to the West. Won't be the last time. Yeah, that's the interesting thing in this kind of thought experiment is stardom have gone through max S exoduses before. Some of them have been kind of for the American pastures in the case of EO and Kyrie. Um EO literally was seen in mass exodus for them. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it was just a weird one because she left and then she came back and then she left again because yeah. of the neck issue situation they had. But like it, it it yeah, it was an awkward situation. It's I think of these that we kind of joke about, it's probably the most realistic because like we do, like ever mm. since Julia came through, everyone was saying, if you're going to bring someone into an American promotion in stardom, who would you be dragging in? Julia is probably the one that stands out the most in terms of yeah. easily appeals. Like you could chuck on any show and straight away, you know, she's a, you know, a big name star. She feels important. She's young. She's, you know, quite charismatic. She's got the wrestling down pat. Her style would suit wwe when it's toned down a little bit more compared to some of the other wrestlers um so it's yeah it's that kind of could this happen maybe yeah julia did come in from ice ribbon she's not you know quote unquote completely connected to stardom like some of the other talent could happen it'd be a a bigger shock if mayu obviously mayu is she is stardom And that was where, like, the rumors of AEW headhunting her, and then the rumors were that that's why Rossi was initially pissed off with AEW. Mm-hmm. How much of that is true? Who actually knows? But um, you can understand if they wanted my. Well, here, okay. So this is the fun. This is the fun thing. You got to say you said what top five? Is that what you said? Yes. Top five yes. leave. All right. So let's just we got to assume Mayu's not leaving. Okay. We just got to be real with ourselves. She's never leaving. It's not happening. She had her shot. She didn't leave. Thank God. She right. changed to the start of the ring. She's but we'll say, say she'll retire and she's just stuck there. Julia leaves. Tommy okay. leaves. Shuri leaves. Saya Kamatani leaves. And. Uh, Starlight Kid. Starlight Kid would be tough. Uh, Starlight <laughs> Kid. Yeah. Starlight Kid was like your saving grace, but now she's gone. So, yeah, I think those are all fair. The, it, obviously, it would hurt them a lot, right? It, it, it would hurt anyone to lose one of them, let alone five of them. However, for this discussion purposes, Stardom is so lucky. They've prepared themselves for something like this in case it ever happens, I think, mm-hmm. where you have the Azumis and the Momos and... You know, the Micahs and Jamaica and all the Momo fans would finally be rejoicing. She actually gets pushed to get she'll get a shot. Yeah. <laughs> you have you and Hanan, you could just go with Hanan mm-hmm. immediately. Like they're built for something scary like that to happen to them again, unlike in the past. Mm. Um I don't think it would ever happen where they would all leave. 
but I wouldn't be worried about them as much as like another say say TJPW lost their pillars. Then yeah, it's it's rough. Uh oh. <laughs> like I, I think then... if they had a max exodus now, it would be another you know, Yoshiko uh, situation, at Jessica situation, or there would have to have been some kind of backstage situation that. Yeah, they're gonna pay. Would have to be horrific to sure, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think the other the, the other half of this being scary is not only the star lose all still. this talent. You would have you know wrestlers like Julia doing two minute matches on dark while Britt Baker's pushed in the main event scene of AEW. She would um, have a great two minute sprint though. Let's just recognize <laughs> that she would have a great two minute sprint. We, we would get to see Starlight Kid versus Emmy Sakura because that's the only time Emmy Sakura gets on the shows over there. Yeah, let's just yeah. let's just act like we didn't talk about this and move on. Okay, you know, we put we sorry I put it out in the universe. Uh, Hopefully, it doesn't. If, if it happens, know. Trent, I'm coming to Australia, and you're done. He's taking your hat, and I think you can agree on that one. If they all oh, look, tomorrow. if I somehow actually brought this into fruition, <laughs> I will be so annoyed at myself that it became a thing. But by the same token, if any of the other things happens that Ryan mentioned. Oh, then you need to take responsibility. Because at least actually, no. If the Haruna Nako thing happens, it's all his fault, and he's hurting himself. <laughs> True. It's like a Pokemon that's masochist over here. Yeah. Um, speaking of masochist and uh, pain, uh, let's talk scary. Oh, what a what maneuvers. a beautiful segue, Ron. You are an expert. <laughs> I have one every once in a while. Um, we want to talk about moves that we love, but terrifies us to watch mm-hmm. other people take them joshi has a lot of these so we have a lot to choose from here um trent what what stands out for you uh look, we joked about this in the chat beforehand it's the shoot headbutt like it's the most sickening move mm-hmm. and the fact that they saw what katsuyori shibata did to himself and thought hey that looks like fun let's do it every julius and bet Five-star GP show and tag match. Julia said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got she was it. like, oh, you, you, you nearly killed yourself with that move? Let's see how far I can go. Like, it, oh, It's God. actually she like... two in the kid match. <laughs> uh, she, she went for like a combo chain of them at one point, and we haven't mm. seen a face Suzu, love that who woman. also likes to do them <laughs> on the regular. Like, I remember the first time this happened was, you know, around the time Shibata did the first one, which, look, I will admit, I popped hard for because it's a hardcore sh- like what happened there looked incredible and me being foolish thought oh they must have found a way to pull that off and not be as dangerous as it actually is stupid naive me from what 2016 or something thinking that they actually pretended that wasn't real and then like not long after that I think it was Hazuki and Jungle Kiona decided to do that as well and the noise that made is sickening and the fact that it continues to happen I will admit it looks incredible, but it's just no like that's it's wrestling's about trying to protect yourselves and others, and I just don't see how that protects themselves or others. Like, yeah, unless they've found the secret like art of doing that, because none of them draw blood with it, which is saying something. They don't mm-hmm. go full shippy, but there's definitely it's impact. Thickening, yeah, it, the noise head of, to head. Oh, yeah. and it's weird as a fan, like you're saying you're complicit because you're enjoying it, mm. knowing full well how bad it is. Which is, I mean, wrestling in general, you're going to have to come to terms with yourself and say, these people are destroying their bodies. 
but mm. I enjoy, I like watching it. Um, <laughs> so you just have to say that at the beginning, otherwise, because you, you don't want you don't want super safe. Super safe wrestling is it's gonna Miz. look like the Miz. So um, you don't want to do that. You do, <laughs> um, yeah, that's more scary than anything we're talking about right now. Uh, Julia so wants one Miz taken. match and goes, "Hmm, I can do that, but better." She Full could. on grapple Julia. That's a horror story we didn't bring up. Oh, mm. man. Uh, mm. It's still mm. better than Chase Owens. Anyways. Um, <laughs> my, Scott, do you have one? Oh, yeah. You're, you're, I have a lot there. of moves. I think the shoot headbutt always belongs because, like, when I'm watching, I'll, like, anytime one happens, I, like, literally, like, get chills down my spine. Mm. Um, but I still pop for it every time because mm-hmm. uh, I'm a wrestling fan at heart, after all. Um in my Iwatani neck bump, any <laughs> of them, any of them, yes. doesn't matter the move. She figures it out one way or the other. Those terrify me. Watching my favorite wrestler in the world nearly kill herself and then look like she's in very much major pain and then continues for another 10 minutes. And put she's too good a seller to be doing those bumps. <laughs> oh, and just to remind poor Trent, uh, just remember Julia's fighting Suzu Suzuki and possibly Tan Nakano on the same night in a few weeks. Anyways, uh, just to give you a reminder of or today, days. depending on when this, yeah, is. yeah, I don't know when this is dropping, of course, but just remember that, okay? Yes, um, so that comes to mind. Um, I was gonna bring up pile drivers in the sense mm-hmm. that if you watch old school Joshi, they just do them and they move mm-hmm. on. Uh, they act like nothing happened. They act like it was just a move, a transitional move. It was like an arm drag. That's terrifying to me. Also, yeah. um, any time a wrestler does a big dive to the outside, just because it can be scary if you don't do the stardom way, right? Because like stardom, you know, they're smart. They have a lot of people there to protect you. If you're doing a dive across body, you watch Mayu Utani doing a suicide dive. Then she's just you know gone. But if you watch like a Kira Hokuto match, she just doesn't care. She's just <laughs> going for it. She had a lot of injuries in her career, so that's always terrifying. Yeah, um, yeah. Or like when Azumi did the double stomp from the top of the cage. I just sat there with my heart beating on uh, my chest, thinking, "Oh, hmm. that's an ankle." She of course nailed it, but <laughs> like, oh my god! So like, there's so many things. Anytime someone gets dropped on their head, though, I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Northern Lights bomb. Ooh. Yeah, Scott and I like it's kind of eerie. We think the same way. I wrote initially, Mayu Iwatani neck bumps, and I was like, someone's <laughs> gonna take that. So I better, <laughs> I better have a second thing in mind. And the second one is like anything where you're upside down, oh. and then they're dropping you down. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Momo does the the peach thunder, her like oh, yeah, that's terrifying. bigger version, yeah. and there's like this extra hesitation, extra force. Shout out to the one Eosha I took in that white belt match with Momo, where she literally hangs her head out as close as possible to the ground before tucking it in. The, the running one she did that was like this, yeah. one of the probably this that's actually the scariest match moment. I can remember watching because I don't know how she tucked that neck in time. I should have said Momo with a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> well, she well, she done some damage with it. She has, right? yeah. <laughs> so just all the Momo things because she drops people in her head a lot, or like she's a very violent. That's woman, the that's and the we style. Love her. Yes. And then kicks you. In she, the she's getting out so. all of booking frustration in her move set. <laughs> she doesn't care. Have, have you ever seen her Instagram? 
I every no. star every stardom wrestler says athlete, and she has gamer. <laughs> she don't give a shit. Mm. I do remember when she was doing the the uh, judgment uh, live streams on YouTube and stuff. That was uh, that was kind of funny to see her in that kind of role. And yeah, she's gonna go on and become the next. Um, what's a gaming YouTuber? Like, wow, I shouldn't have gone into that without knowing. You're asking um, the wrong person over here. Uh, another move I will list is kind of it fits in with what you said, Ryan, with the upside down dropping on the head. She's doing it a lot safer now, but around this time last year, Shuri's finisher, I think it was called the Ruin, um, where it's kind of the Emerald Flotion she did. Yeah, she was doing some nasty oh, neck bumps with those. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the Michael one, like I we've talked about it before, I'm pretty sure she would hurt bad from that, but there was she was doing she a few of them in a row where it's just horrid angle landings and now it's a lot more of a yeah, shoulder and back bump oh. yes she she seemed to have a you know her, stuck in her mind i'm gonna just make this look as dangerous as possible yeah let's do it again and it wasn't just look should do more more violence <laughs> like i'm sure, I'm I'm sure she will it's why i like when people kick because that's like the safest form of violence you Unless can hear it you can knock see it, it then you like <laughs> yeah. you can you can actually hit the impact. Me too. Same, Nakajima's doing it. Well, you'll yeah. knock your ass out. <laughs> Literally, that's a different ball game. Yeah, uh, we're just end going of... through the gamut of men's wrestlers to just. Well, we have this time. is a record that we we've, we've listed okay. more we praise male Brian wrestlers. Danielson. We love Brian Danielson. There we go. See, had to um, be nice to want him. Okay, He's let's talk right. um, costumes, which is what my wife calls uh, ring gear. I'm like, no, they're not costumes. They're it's ring gear. They're I thought you said figures, like your so wife called it ring gear and you were like, so no, 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 no. I was like, what uh, I call it ring gear. <laughs> oh, I do. I do. Um, let's talk favorite current, like, mm-hmm. which again, just like the violence, Joshi got it covered. Joshi has the ring gear covered. Like it's some of the best stuff out there. Uh, sure. So many choose to choose from here. I have, uh, three Scott, di- I have three different three. answers. Top three. I have, three okay. I have like. Let's see if you can annoy all of us by picking all I, our answers. I have like a, an old Joshi one. Okay. I have a special occasion one and I have a current one. So I will name You better one. not steal one of mine. I'm going to name Uh-oh. one first Uh-oh. and then I'm going to let everyone go. Oh, but okay. the one, I'm going special occasion one. It's the Mayu Iwatani red gear for when she ah, was yes. a stardom champion. That is because she doesn't wear red any other time. Mm-hmm. And it's just very special anytime she wears it. Um, it's like it's like she gets better too, which is unfair. Um, <laughs> but like that is some of my favorite gear. And like she has some of like the coolest entrances and looks with that red gear. So that's instantly one. You could also well, she has the championship it. entrance theme as well, which is yes, so it's much just better. the perf, it's the perfect combo. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's like entrance team she has a belt when she has the gear on so automatically better you know the gear itself i also love her regular blue gear of course yeah no, that's that's a, that's a fair shout on that one um I'll, i will list mine because mine is special occasion which is why i was a little concerned you were stealing love it special i actually occasions. posted on this on twitter a couple of weeks ago so um it's risa sarah's deathmatch gear Oh. I absolutely love the look because it's so unlike a lot of wrestling attire. Mm. You know, most people coming in, you know, what you would typically call wrestling gear. And even like the, the unique 
gear and costumes that they might wrestle. This one feels like completely unique to it. The Hakama pants in the blue, kind of the the top, which almost it looks like it's just been taped together. Like it has that deathmatch vibe. The armband she wears for it, the the mask and the silk top, and she comes out with the sometimes with that sort of light tube fan. Just the whole feel and vibe of that look is just incredible it feels like it's almost from like a fantasy story about wrestling where you're not thinking about practicality you're just going for rule of cool and look look her normal gear looks great it's nothing wrong with that I love her but the deathmatch gear is just mm, chef's kiss yeah, next level her her all blue gear when she just gets her hair recolored mm-hmm. blue, it like yeah. it she like lights up like she did it for the shuri match and I was like, wow, she looks like the coolest person of, of all time, which she kind of kind of is in some way. <laughs> um, I literally tweeted today, I love Risa Sarah, so I'm happy you brought her up because I do love Risa Sarah. She's yeah. I, I've had this opinion for a while. The Deathmatch Sarah gear is yeah, so unique. It's so mm-hmm. unique. That's a good one for sure. Um, you know, Trent said, you know, Risa Sarah's is like not wrestling. Uh, my choice is like a tribute to classic wrestling and, and with their own twist and mm. that's Mayuki Takase. Mm. Takase uh yes. her robes are very much yeah. like old school like flare robes but then there's like that extra like feather stuff sticking oh, out good time for me to say extra Fuck flare continue okay <laughs> <laughs> we're just taking another punching. name off the list oh, no he's gonna stop listening now um <laughs> good and then then she takes off the robe and then there's like this like gladiator gear yeah the skirt like she looks like she's ready to fight like for like the the robe is like showy and um you know a spectacle it yeah. takes it off and now i'm the warrior i'm gonna beat your ass mm. so you get you get both best of both worlds speaking of gladiator gear this wasn't a one i was gonna bring up but uh shuri's five-star gear from last year oh, the samurai yeah. gear yeah yeah that was awesome uh my my next one that I did have written down kind of is just like the entire vibe. Uh, this is my old school one. It is okay. the da- it is the dangerous queen, Akira Hokuto. Everything mm-hmm. about it, you know, mm-hmm. you, she walks out. You know, you, she has all the attention, right? Like she was wrestling the the all time greats, but she had that look, right? Only she had that look. Dangerous queen brought her from here to here. Just because of how she looked. Obviously, she was, you know, an all-time great wrestler, yeah. one of my favorites of all time. But oh, the Dangerous Queen look was so iconic and amazing. Like just watching her walk down to the ring in that, oh, it was it was perfection. That's important because obviously that time was, you know, arguably the golden era when it comes to women's wrestling and had so much incredible talent surrounding yeah. her. And also a lot of really cool looks, you know, like Bull Nakano, Manami Toyota's uh, look is iconic as well. Uh, All of them had, uh, you know, they, you take one look and you immediately who they were and what they're about. So for someone like Akira Hakuta to do that and then some really speaks volumes to it. Yeah. Yeah. I I had Akira as well. Um, There's so many good ones too. She has like the, like the Kabuki mask, by the way. Like the Kabuki mask with the big white hair, the the thing with the, the weird gas mask. (laughs) <laughs> um there's like sometimes she has a sword like bonus points for sword always you're just naming an entire set that i had ready to name so and then the the eye makeup is is awesome yeah. you know it's the opposite of yeah. 
Ronda Rousey looks like worse with the eye makeup. Looks a dumb. raccoon. A raccoon. And then Akira looks cooler and more dangerous with her yeah. eye makeup. So um, badass. That's badass all around. That's what we say around yeah. here. Uh, you pretty much just like explained a lot of things. I'm sorry, Trent, if you were going to name this. Um, but I th- I have to bring up Hana Kimura. Um, mm. Whether she was in a way to tie or Tokyo Cyber Squad, she had the best looks yep. in wrestling. Like, you know, the, the you brought up the gas mask and instantly like, okay, I got to bring her up. Uh, yeah. Because she was like, at that time, to have a light up sword and a gas mask. You know, I think like, I think it was back when Dean Ambrose was doing the gas mask thing mm. too. And I was like, Wow, you look like a dork, but when you see Hana Kimura do it, she's the coolest person of all time. Uh, yeah. so that's a, that wasn't my current one, but I did want to just bring her up because she it's a little to... unfair because she could probably pull anything off. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Like the but pink I, I camo. Also, you're like, eh. It's a but testament, she made it... though, because she could have just relied on the Oedo tie look and vibe. Yeah. You know, right. She had that made when she went to Mexico and came back. She could have just come back, slotted in number two, it would have been all good, but she took the risks to you know experiment and yeah, it didn't mm-hmm. all work at, at the at the start. Like the, yeah. the fuzzy yellow boots, I didn't fully buy in. But once she found the look with Tokyo Cyber Squad, it was next level. And yeah, yeah. kind of like as we're talking with Akira Hakuto, some really good looks during that time, but Hanukamura stood out and then some. Yeah. And I want I want to shout out um Chihiro Hashimoto when she has the big Oh, fluffy yeah. Muppet robe. Yeah. Like, yes. Looks like a Lunar New Year dragon thing. Yeah, it scares the uh, crap out of me when I see it. I'm like, what the hell is that? So <laughs> weird. So cool. Um, I want one of those. It so if you're, if you're shopping for my birthday. All right. So I want to name my two current ones and then I don't know okay. if we're going to move on. Uh, the first one is Starlight Kid. Yeah. Current yep. Starlight Kid. You know, she has a million sure. masks, so I'm not going to pick a mask. But <laughs> Like her look, her entrance with the Liger style mask and the robe—is uh, it a robe? No, what is it? What is it? It's, it's the, a cape. like cape type thing. Yeah, yeah, that's always great. It's just a whole vibe. And then Julia with her dreadlock hair, her—that uh, mm. oh, is yeah. like she just has. When she walks out, like when she debuted that against Konami, it was like. I don't know. It was like seeing like the coolest person ever. And like anytime she brings that back out, whether it's the red versions that she brought out or you just know, like one, you know, violence is going to come because that's mm. Julia, but she just has the biggest. She has, I'm not saying to the point of a dangerous queen type feel, but she's the closest thing we have to that nowadays. It feels like, and she doesn't have the big mask or anything. She's just Julia, and that's enough. Hmm. So I love. I, her I will pop for anyone who wears the eye patch kind of thing. I just yeah, I, I love that look in general. Um, Shout out Kyrie. At, at Jessica Kyrie. was um, I mask she used to wear the real chunky one. That's one of my favorites. So she deserves a mention too. Actually, at. Hmm. she had some fantastic gear and still does when she pops up from time to time. I, I fear we could probably go on forever if we. We could. I'll, I'll yeah, like I was saying, like Joshi, just Joshi across the it. board has awesome looks yeah i I will just it's a low-key one i really Mm. dig saya eda's current gear i think it suits her gimmick and style to a t Mm -hmm. because 
before the injury, it was kind of, it was fine. You know, it was a decent looking gear, but it was a classic kind of first, second year wrestler, the first upgrade gear kind of thing. But when she's come back, it really embodies the muscle weightlifting look and gimmick that she kind of has. And so I think she's really found that groove with her. The green and the pink looks really nice together. And she can play off it with, you know, pull the straps down to kind of show she's getting serious. And yeah, yeah, it just, the the vibe for, for someone who's not a, big time player and yeah, you know, the, the names we're listing are all pretty much big time players. Uh her look and style there far exceeds her spot on the card. Mm. Mm. Okay, we nailed it. We got all of all I'm of sneaking the, one out, I'm sneaking one out, I'm sneaking oh, one out. Oh, oh, there's one. more. <laughs> uh Azumi's gear, whether it's the white, yeah. gold, purple, <laughs> or the purple and white, or like she just I just like the color purple, so it's obviously helping. But especially with her current robe, robe, that looks really Yeah, nice. her robe's killer. Yeah, the absolutely the Queen's Quest look ultimately could fit this too, but Mm. continue. I go back and forth on Otami's a little bit. Like sometimes I think she's got fantastic look, and then I think it's the red and yellowish kind of gear she's been using lately. I'm not as I'm not as sold on that as like her previous stuff. But her title, yeah, her championship gear was great. Yes, yes, especially with the music. Most definitely. Um, Let's switch gears then and. Talk. I see what you did there. Switch gear. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that one. Let's um, switch costumes here. Nice. Let's talk about the topic is wrestlers who who scare you t- to watch them, which we could interpret many ways, as in they're scary characters or they're just scarily terrible. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling I know where Scott <laughs> is going to head. Scott, um, uh, who scares you? Um, if, if I'm supposed to answer both ways, which I will try, um, okay. I'll answer the scary way of just like a scary wrestler. Like if you turn on their matches and you're like, oh my God, how, how, how are you not terrified of wrestling this person? That is for me, Aja Kong in the best way possible because yeah. Yeah. she was just so intimidating and so, well, she was amazing, obviously, but like, yeah. She her presence, she didn't need the pomp and circumstance, right? She went out there and you're like, Oh, she that's badass right there. And like <laughs> it, it's kind of like an undertaker type thing, if you get it. Like, you know how people would say, like, oh, when he's walking down to the ring, it's kind of like you get chills. I'm sure when you step across the ring from Aja Kong, you kind of get chills of like, oh, here we go. Oh, um, in terms of bad, scary that I never want to watch. I mean, you named her as the princess of Princess Champion earlier, Ryan. Mm-hmm. How could I? How could I forget That's her? What I thought. There's big fear yeah. there. Um, yeah, you won't like, even you won't even watch the matches. No, this is how scared you are. It. I'm so scared of the bad <laughs> that I I just won't watch it. Um, and also shout out to that group in DDT that I've never watched a match of, but I just know like people rate Fair their match to zero. Them, that's uh, the one. Oh, that's They're whole... terrifying. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> bad. Yeah, you don't want to run into them in a dark alley. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> I just get um, up. I Aja Kung is really good. For yeah, this. that's a great shout. Um, even like, even when she's not putting on a face, you know, like at rest, she's super mm. intimidating. And yeah. even now, like at her age currently, I would not want to mess with her. No, like, she, she's got that built-in reputation that's kind of come yeah. from her prime. But like, oh yeah, I'm just going to be respectful to you. You should be anyways, but I'm I'm not going to risk anything here. Just mm-hmm. be polite. Like that that match that she had um, at Wrestle Princess last year, where she was wrestling against Yuki Rai, that was like 
Was it Yukirai? Yes, yes. Yeah, like that was perfectly executed to use Aja Kong and like her just her aura to make mm. that match so good and make Yuki Arai like trying to fight her so perfect. So like that's what that's what I mean with Aja Kong. It's like she, it was she works just by being there. Obviously, she's not at full speed anymore, and she's more of just like a spectacle type thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm seeing Aja Kong. Yeah. But she's still scary. That's your right. That's your ability. Mm. And if she hits that back fist, you're still dead. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, she'll be doing that until she's put in a grave, basically. Yes. Um, Which would be for me, I've, I've cheated this a little bit. Um, oh, oh, because sure? I, I am. Um, and so I looked at them. Like, okay, what I kind of ended up going with? Which wrestler embodies kind of horror uh, in a really good way? Um, and so sort of looking at wrestlers like that and. She's no longer wrestling now, which is a real shame. But I have to, when we when we decide on this, I knew I was going to have to bring her up at some point. But Maho Karone from Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, uh, oh, she was yeah. one of those wrestlers I first came across when I started diving into Tokyo Joshi, and she absolutely nailed down the look and the vibe and the style, and kind of captured what I thought Tokyo Joshi was, which was character heavy, kind of leaning that stuff, but committing to it in a way that really worked with the product and. Her zombie gimmick was like, it could have easily been kind of just awkward cheesy, but I think she committed into it so well from her mannerisms, from her costume or gear um, to the wrestling moves she would use, the way she carried herself in the ring. Uh, She just encapsulated everything you would want from that kind of gimmick and just absolutely nailed it to a T. And look, obviously she's no longer wrestling now. I think it was a mental health issue. She had to sort of step away from it. But it's a real shame because I think that gimmick, if you've been able to keep it going, because she was getting better in the ring as well. Right now, I think she would have been a really popular kind of just a underground figure or someone people go, yeah, that's my kind of gimmick um, to really get behind. So, yeah, shout out to Maho Karana. I thought she really encapsulated that kind of horror in wrestling and found the middle mm-hmm. ground really well. And then you get that contrast because Tokyo Joshi is so cutesy and, and happy most of these characters and then you have mm. a crazy zombie girl it, it stands out even more yeah uh, absolutely that's not cheating mine is cheating um, <laughs> you came up with it I will, out, I will out cheat you um because to call her a joshi this person a joshi wrestler is is stretch but i put Minora um, Suzuki. <laughs> not that not that bad uh max the impaler who Oh, yeah. Recently is working with Tokyo Joshi. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This you could have I said mean, Abaddon if she was they able are, to They're legitly, like, scary. Like, the size, the strength, the look, that weird face paint. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like what, what Trent was saying, you could very easily get this kind of gimmick be corny and, and dumb, but it definitely works. And her versus Palm is a perfect opposites and balance there of scary and not scary just to highlight yes. the, the, the the scariness of one she guaranteed uh, herself multiple tours after that too how about when uh yuka sakazaki goes killer that's pretty terrifying oh and the, ruins the, all our hopes and dreams in the final but i mean she she plays that really well especially like shot her size yeah when she does her like version of kota bushi when like she's just like untouchable yeah that's mm-hmm. 
and then she yeah, rocks I, she pulls it off really well like yeah i also want to this is more For just me. pure gear style but I do feel like you have to shout out the undead Nazi look that Carter was rocking for a while back in the Japanese scene. Mm. Um, that's some like you want to talk about making yourself look scary in wrestling. That that's some uh, impressive face paint to see what she does now. She's still yeah. Yeah. stuff now, so it's like yeah. what? I mean, she was that in Japan as well, yeah. but like but yeah, like, when she went that direction, it's like oh. You kind of, I would have loved to have seen them bring that in, not the Nazi aspect, obviously, but sort of bringing that vibe a bit more for an Oscar Hill turn at some point. Yeah, that would have been cool. They brought the face paint, but not nearly as devastating. Not to the same level, no. Not at all. How about that? You know, a lot of shots taken at WWE for a Joshi show. (laughs) (laughs) And there are more to come. I'm looking at the run sheet, there are more to come. And her Um, go. We're going to do some trick-or-treating, uh, but instead of candy, we're going to want to name some potential matches, events, scenarios. Can uh, I bring candy? Can I, can I have candy? You can. I can't provide wait, wait, wait. it. I'm going what? off track. What's everyone's favorite candy? Oh, oh this is tough. I just sent these two off. See you guys. <laughs> There's too much that I like. Like candy's my like yeah. I'm I'm glad I don't live in America because I would put ten kilos on mm-hmm. every October. Um, I do it anyways, but like I'd be out of point to extra. It. Yeah, I, I like very high end um, dark chocolate. The cost like seven dollars, um, wow, which is I'm not being guy. a snob. It's just that's the stuff I like. I thought teachers don't um, make money over there. I don't. I don't <laughs> buy it often. Um, I also don't eat dairy, so like. Like Snickers, like, you know the the general candy, like is full of dairy. Um, the yes. higher end, like I could see why higher cocoa. It's these like fancy flavors. Um, you savor a little at a time. Well, I savor a little at a time because it costs seven dollars. Um, oh, but that's where I would go. Well, there's several brands. I don't know the names. I just I know the section and just grab grab one. Does Dove do that? Is Dove expensive? No, it's no, it's that's no. That's not good enough. Still too low. That's not good enough. Oh, hello, Mr. High Society. Still not good enough for you. No, no, no. I'm happy when I can afford dumb. No wonder why you tell your children that you're not they're not going anywhere. Because you're just like you're up here on your high horse with chocolate. Why can't you you have to afford to send the college because he needs to buy some chocolate? Yeah, sorry, kids. Is this state sponsored school? No. I look at it's not on sale and I need that chocolate. Oh man, what's your pick, Trent? Uh, if I'm going ritzy, I love lint chocolate, like that's my indulge myself. I don't know Um, if that's ritzy though, I it's probably the too low for Ryan. Yeah, look, obviously, that's like garbage (laughs) level chuck in the trash for Ryan. (laughs) Um, yeah, let the homeless people have that, but for someone like me, yeah, I would take that. Um, I'm also like, I'm a sucker for just the, the dairy milk Cadbury, like. I don't know what they do with that level of chocolate, but they just nail it to my taste. And it's dangerous because I will demolish a block of that stuff. And I shouldn't, but I I can easily do it, especially if I'm needing the enjoyment that comes from, you know, all the chemicals they put in that chocolate. There's probably cocaine or something in it. (laughs) (laughs) Coca, cocaine. It's like some kind of, some kind of MSG. I'm knows. sure they chuck everything in there, whatever it is to get me addicted. <laughs> that was fun. Right. Okay. Well, what about you, Scott? Uh, probably anything with peanut butter. 
Well, oh, you're peanut oh, butter. I like guy. that. I like that. Big peanut butter. But Reese's, guy. that's like the big Reese's peanut butter good. thing over there. Yeah. It's, Reese's is good, but like, I don't know. If you get like, <laughs> I can't, I don't know what higher quality candy is. No offense, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought well, Dove like, was. But... Any, anything with peanut butter. <laughs> we'll make a, I'll make a list. I like yeah. anything with peanut butter, pretty much. That's a big peanut Just, butter oh, guy. Since we're going off topic here, what is with that Hershey's chocolate? Like, apparently, you got Americans love it, but I've had it and it was oh. a weird taste to it. Interesting. I, I think a lot of I've Americans lot just of have bad taste. taste. That's fair. I've I mean, the most popular beer is Bud Light. That's like, true. That's true. Like, what are we doing? Bud Light's bad, but I don't really like beer at all. So, so I, mean, I don't just... want to call out the American taste because, you know, I'm sure there's yeah, well, Americans I, I listening to this. But some of us Americans off everyone, have so. good taste. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I, I've always heard like America's chocolate is Hershey's. What's with and Australia? The, I think that's just good marketing. What was that? Nothing. Nothing. Something about Australia <laughs> snuck in. It wasn't there. with Australia not having good wrestling. Oh, um, your your inability to like Robbie Eagles offended. Bad luck, well, Fale, dude. Come on. I hope he's, you enjoyed the final league. episode. But he's bringing it to you guys. Yeah, he can bring it, but he doesn't. He's he's fun to watch in an exhibition. We're, give, we're giving you that. bad luck, Fale, because he's bringing wrestling to Australia from New Japan. So sorry, and I'm thankful because he's bringing Ken from Taiji Shimori. Are you going? No, I can't because it's in. Okay, we're really getting off track here. It's in Amp Sydney, that, which is a couple hours away from where I live. It sold out like really quickly, and I'm still holding on to hope that I can go oh, to right. the historic crossover, which yeah. is a week after that Sydney show. Sure. So, right. like at the moment, all my funds are dedicated to if I can get there. You made the right choice. And, yeah, and looking at the the wrestling that's on during that time, oh, I'm gonna go so broke. Like I was making a list of oh, I could go to that show. Oh, I could go to that show. Save me. Anyways, okay. back to All our right. show. <laughs> I was talking wrestling. Yeah, in yes. the end. Back to trick-or-treating. Um, so I, I'll present a match, an event, a scenario. Sure. If it's something that you would like to see happen, let's call it a treat. If it's None something you don't want to see. It's going to be a lot of tricks here. Yeah. Then just, just if you don't like it, say, we could say, we, we call it a, a trick. So like... It's a take it or leave it kind of situation here. Mm -hmm. Let's start with Miyu Watanabe leaving Tokyo Joshi and signing with Stardom. Just, just note Ryan came up with this. Everybody, <laughs> I did. Some of them have to be. Some of them have to be tricks. Some of them have to be. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'll, I'll say treat because I'm a, I am I watch it all Stardom and I don't follow Tokyo Joshi religiously. Um, mm. And Miyu is my favorite, so I want to see more of her. So I would, you know, I, so I hate this because I'm becoming the person I hate where like the, you know, AEW and WWE fans are, oh, that wrestler's really cool. Sign them and bring them over here instead of going to watch the promotion. And here I am saying, I'll just bring Miyu to Stardom so I don't have to pay as much attention to Tokyo Joshi. But I'm a hypocrite and I'm okay with that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just Fickle. easier. It's easier. Fickle. That is what Trent is. Uh, um, I'm actually going to say trick. And here's why. I think Miyu Watanabe is phenomenal. I think she's a fantastic pro wrestler. I think she has entered the same realm as Maki Ito in terms of, you know, a wrestler waiting for that chance to be at the top. Um, obviously, she'll be fighting Alex Windsor at Wrestle Princess, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, she had one of the best matches of the year, the TJPW match of the year with Miyu Yamashita, of course. So I think she's ready for anything. 
The reason I say trick is because I think stardom's too crowded. Mm-hmm. I think stardom is far too crowded for, and, and obviously people can point to Mariah as a reason of, oh, she'll be fine if they push her like that. And that's true. That's true. But Miyu Watanabe is so perfect for TJPW. Like, there isn't a wrestler more perfect for mm. the idea of that company that uh, you just kind of got to hope that she makes it. Like, Mariah, to me, never really fully fitted TJPW. Yeah. Mm. Just mm. the the kind of wrestler she was and wanted to be. The move to stardom made so much sense. Miyu Watanabe, she could fit in stardom just fine. But TJPW should be her home. That's where she should find success. I hope it happens someday. If it doesn't, yeah, she can leave. Cosmic Angels need heavy. Oh, no, come on. Uh, I think she's better than, Uh, like, I don't think she should be logged in with the Cosmic Angels. No. She doesn't fit that vibe. She's, like, playful. Cosmic Angels, they do Cosmic Rules matches. Like, (laughs) I can't imagine what Navi in that that Cosmic situation. Um, I'm with Scott here. I want to see Miyu reach the top. I want to see her win in in Tokyo Joshi. Like she could be the heart and soul of that company. She should be. If what? Well, well now you and I, she should we, we know that. We know that. Um, <laughs> if she even if she went to stardom and she got pushed, it wouldn't feel the same to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's um, to me, it's a little bit like when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. And one there, hardest road. And then you're like, "Well, good, good for one. you," but like, you know, it does. It didn't feel as That's rewarding. If yeah. Miyu wins and yeah. is the number one for sure yeah. ace, that would be all right. Well, she's not going to be, be awesome. Ace. She'll out there. Well, well. <laughs> let's let's dream big here. Yeah. Um, after she goes to stardom for a couple of years and realizes she's not fulfilled, she's going to Oz Academy then. That's, is that Brooklyn no. Nets in this situation? Oh, my God. Right, now you're disgusting. <laughs> Watch it over there. Oh, get else? dirty. Um, let's do, I get, let's I do get another. what Ryan's saying, though. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I, Ryan's absolutely right. It's She should get to the top there. It, Mariah is not in the same situation. I feel like Miu's established to the mm-hmm. point where everyone's ready for it. Mariah never got to that point. Yeah. And your point, Scott, about the fit is true too. Miyu is bubbly and, and she sings. She's an idol. She's like, literally that's TV Tokyo TV. Joji. Like, <laughs> what, what are we doing? And the fact that they don't see that is concerning. Yes, we'll be beating that drum until it's until it happens. Until it happens. Yeah. See you in three years. Okay. Trick or treat number two: NXT Japan becoming a real thing. Trick. That's the, the easiest one. I know. Yeah, that's I, nothing about that makes sense. It'll never happen either because any Triple H has to focus on the, the main two shows now, so he won't care about that expansion anymore. Like that was just because that that was because he only got NXT as his toy, so he was like, okay, well, I want to show I can run all these different things. Uh-huh. Now he ha- now he has the entire toy. He has the whole thing. He can do whatever the hell he wants. I don't think NXT Japan makes sense. You barely have NXT working right now. You can't just you can't make NXT Japan work. I, I guess yeah. a lot of it would depend on NXT Europe or whatever it is they're replacing UK All with. Right. But, um, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I don't total trick. Uh, we're gonna try to come up with a random name, but I could, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. 
I was going to try to come up with a random name and then tell you guys it was Kento Miyahara, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> I even try to think of one. And, and to me, it makes more sense to, if you're going to do this expansion and try to build an international brand, to go somewhere where there's not already a deeply entrenched like right. wrestling tradition, like somewhere in South America, like Chile, and just mm. build from scratch. You're not competing with anybody. Kind of like they're just, doing it. They they're kind of doing it in India, or want to. Yeah, I'm surprised like, no. they're not focusing more on that because that's a it's massive just, market. Mm. They clearly love their wrestling. They, um, that's why they do the tryouts. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the time when they go. They just Japan, need infrastructure. Right. What do we do? Like just the the competition is everywhere. Mm-hmm. What do you just don't go in there? You can't and they tend not to be jumping in for the foreign products as much. Like right. they enjoy WWE, but like it's it's not like the UK, I think, where like they'll oh shiny new WWE toy. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Can, they can't touch Bushiro. Bushiro legitimately has it, it's not a monopoly, but it's like as close as one as like WWE used to have. In like, oh yeah, they're number one, and then it's everyone else. If they'd been the jump in before Bushy Road started buying out and Cyberfight got their stuff together, it would have been interesting perhaps. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now, like, it's so difficult. Like, there's such a secure top end, middle end. Yeah. Um, it would be very difficult to get a groove in. They would be like New Japan Strong here in America, really. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Because New Japan Strong is probably like the third best weekly product TV ish wise in America third fourth i don't know i don't watch everything but like it's hard for them to get bigger than they are right they've always struggled a bit with identity and converting american fans over and converting new japan fans into following that product it it would be the kind of situation where it's like oh i want to see the main people of your company and they're like all right here's and then new japan strong gives you you know they have their roster now but it's like oh Hmm. well I came to see Okada, not Rocky Romero. No offense to Rocky, but that's kind of what you're, you're trying to think of a name that you didn't want to bury completely. Yeah, well, like that, I yeah. think Rocky's a good example because yeah. he runs it pretty much. Mm. So it's like he he knows. He knows he's not Okada. Yeah. There's a lot of great talent over there. It's just difficult to get super motivated for right. what is in a way a developmental right. show. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. And that's I think I'm just thinking like WWE Japan promotion more so. Mm. Instead mm. of XC, it's like, oh, yeah, that show will probably sell out if you send over Roman Reigns, but you're never going to send over Roman Reigns. Yeah. And, you know, one show once a year is very different to a weekly yeah. product. I would love them to do another live show there. That'd be cool. Just one show. Another Beast in the East. Yeah, that was great. I loved Beast. Mm. That was really Actually, good. I woke up for that. That was really fun. You got to see Brock in Japan, which was crazy. Yeah. So, like, if they did that, that'd be cool. Like, one show a year. Like, that'd be fun. Okay. But we'll yeah. talk to trips. We'll, we'll we'll sort it out. Got him on uh, speed the, <laughs> the next one, Ibuki Hoshi as Ice and Fix- Infinity Champion. Great, like Great. right now. Great, Great. Yeah, All right, Great. Scott's a smart man. I've Don't say waiting. all the damn thoughts to that. I'm still waiting for it. Oh, the fact I'm waiting for it at all is a shame. <laughs> She's ready. The most. I was just wondering, yeah, like Scott, if you thought it was too early. She's 19. Yeah. She's not a polished product, but let's go. You, let's just do it. You you lost Sukasa, even though I think she comes back eventually. You lost Sakushi. You lost Risa Sari. You lost Suzu Suzuki. You lost Mayukihi full time, right? You lost all these main stars. Just go and make one. 
right off the bat. She's ready. Yeah. She's awesome. She's fantastic. Um, like, yeah, su- losing Suzu, and I don't think, like, I know Ice Ribbon fans kind of like, like, oh, Ice Ribbon forever or whatever, and Ice Ribbon will be fine. But truthfully, it's like you lost, you lost your future ace. <laughs> like Suzu walked out the door, and she's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Like Ibuki Hoshi, for a nineteen-year-old, is you know she's not Suzuki, but she's really good. Yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. go with her. It's something that I feel like they've done before, betting on themselves, and then are not doing it. Maybe they're scared of a Suzuki situation again, but I just don't think that would happen. Yeah, uh, I'm going to another basketball reference, which sees where my mind works. Joshi in basketball, um, but this this season <laughs> uh, in the WNBA, the Atlanta Dream like just started over. They just got rid of all their players, drafted a bunch of people, and just started a bunch of rookies. And so let's just. Let's just see who sticks, right? Um, let's just go for it. And some of them were awesome because they had the entire season they're starting, right? So you get all this experience. You get put in the spotlight. I love that. And then you, you know, then you, you either sink or swim. And my bet would be that Hoshi doesn't sink. Like she's a badass already at 19. It's only going to get better. You don't have anything to lose. Yeah. You, know, you don't have a lot of options. Just, just, just go. Let's just you go. What you're saying is a Buki Hoshi is Joel Embiid and Ice Ribbon need to trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah. We got all kinds of crazy references. Let's do it. Because um, yeah, okay. Ice Ribbon can't tank for more draft picks. It doesn't work that way. No, no, no. They've already. They do get some good. They, they have their draft rookies. picks. They got a bunch of teenagers. Yeah, like yeah. In, in the basketball terms, again. yeah, they have a bunch of Any like sport. nineteen-year-olds. They, you know, so just just run with it. Is it is it Casey Plum? Is that the stud on the Aces? Ryan? She's um one Kelsey of them, Kelsey. Plum? Kelsey Plum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I know she kind of came onto the scene. You gotta, you just gotta, just give someone a shot, see what happens. Well, you know, the first couple of seasons she didn't do as well, and then she, did. um, but then. Uh, Becky Hammond comes in, coaches is like, you're gonna start. You're really good. I'm just gonna trust that you're gonna be really good. And then, yes, she's yeah, on the so uh, she's you on the first team. She's first really team good. all pro. <laughs> she trusts so the process. I think they're doing that well. with Sahi more so than uh, Hoshi, but but you have options there. We're, we've mm-hmm. already gotten too deep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, let's. I'm, I don't know your guys' opinion on intergender so i guess i'm about to find out because my next one is a match between arisa nakajima and katsuhiko nakajima oh, trick or treat oh my god <laughs> i'm absolutely gonna say treat <laughs> because i i kind of hinted earlier like violence not that the violence of katsuhiko nakajima's <laughs> accidental not so accidental depending who you ask uh i don't <laughs> think he actually meant to knock out uh the last guy he did <laughs> but, what about the other guy he knocked out? I, the other one, yeah. That one's a little questionable. That one's a little <laughs> questionable. Um, but obviously recent Nakajima's hurt right now, so like that sucks. But I think they'd actually have a fantastic match if you know they wrestled normal, like normal people. Um not I don't think 
Nakajima be going out there to kill someone or knock them out? Um, I mean, so- Arisa might it might kill. Oh, well, that's okay. Right? You know, it's payback. You'll have Tetsuya Endo and the other guy like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Endo's slipping around a few hundred yen or a few thousand yen and go, yeah, get some payback for me. Uh, I think it'll be a fun match though. I, I'm 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 fine with Inter. I mean. Choco Pro and Gato Move is one of my favourite promotions. So of, course oh, yeah, okay. yeah. of course, I'm okay with intergender wrestling. Uh, my yeah, my only concern with that would be Nakajima's kind of been on a bit of a... Katsuhiko Nakajima. They're both named Nakajima. That's the point. Thank you. Um, Guy Nakajima has been a little <laughs> up and down with the not hurting people thing lately. So yeah, yeah. maybe ask me in a couple of months. I think he's just a little angry right now. I think he's... <laughs> I think he's maybe, something here, yeah. Maybe he should get out of Noah. That just feels like it might be a natural thing for him. You think he's trying to get fired? I don't know. It just feels like he doesn't want to be there. Hey, if I got if I got if Fujita beat me, I would be pretty pissed. <laughs> just okay. knock out Fujita then. Don't take it out of four <laughs> Don't get Jun Akiyama coming People don't always act rationally. Fujita's a scary mm-hmm. dude. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's Ironhead. Mm-hmm. Gotta Absolutely. go for body shots. Yeah, the, the thing for me with intergender people, you know, poo poo it. Like, it doesn't make sense in certain situations. I don't want to see Brock Lesnar versus Alexa Bliss. Like, a, Brock Lesnar versus like, Kyrie, though. Well, <laughs> perhaps. But, like, we- one of the weirdest wrestling weird. games of the past few years. But, like, I don't know. Shuri could wrestle men, no problem. You know, and, uh, and China went to, to New Japan and, and wrestled Masahiro Chono, and it was very believable, and it was like me, awesome. It's just like a rant. What a random tidbit in history. <laughs> so it just depends, and and I think Arisa is the type of wrestler that would would succeed yeah. in intergender. Yeah. She just kicks people's ass, right? So just right. two big kickers just going at it. That's that's one of my yeah. Um, There's a handful that makes sense for. They would work. There's like a good handful. Yeah. Um, like obviously, Saki Kai does it, for example. No. No. What, what do you mean, Saki Kai doesn't do it? Yes, she does. Saki Sama doesn't, but Saki Kai does. <laughs> Come on. What are you doing, yeah, Ryan? They're two different people. Yeah. That's why I said Saki Kai okay, does it. Okay. Just. Come on. Okay. We're on the same page. <laughs> Let's do another. Miyuki Takase. Takase. Keep butchering her name instead of being the ace she could be somewhere she just focuses on tag team wrestling for the rest of her career i'm gonna say treat on this one and the reason for that is i think tag wrestling is a beautiful art form in professional wrestling but it's one that you kind of to really reach that level you kind of have to be committed to being a tag team wrestler you know, you look at the best tag teams. They are people who are kind of gone, I want to be a tag team wrestler. And if Takase wanted to go there, like I, I feel like the, the options, are, if she did decide to do this, she's not just doing it on a whim. She either wants to become someone who changes the game in tag team wrestling or her mm-hmm. body breaks down in such a way that she needs to protect herself and tag team wrestling kind of gives you that avenue. So with that in mind, I would actually say, treat because she would be doing it with purpose and reason to arguably get the most out of what she wants to do in wrestling well obviously i'm gonna say trick get the hell out of here um she is one of the best 
wrestlers in the world. I'm not just putting her in tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. I refuse to do that. Um, I'd rather her, I think for her, you know, I've loved the freelance run. I think she's done great, but she's not winning, obviously, because she's a freelancer and that comes with certain perks and not so many perks. I'd love to see her sign somewhere, truthfully, more than anything, instead of become a tag team wrestler because she deserves success. Like, I, I always use stardom as the example, but even, like, imagine if she's doing TJPW, even. She'd be such a huge ad for them in yeah. terms of just overall product. And, you know, she has the... She came from actress girls. Like, she would fit right in. It makes sense. Um, so I'd rather that than her being a tag team wrestler, even though she's very good. Yeah, I, I tried to argue with myself, convince myself that this would be a treat. Tag team wrestling, we, we need more of it. She's very good at it. I like um, her team with uh, with Iwata, but I'm with, I'm with Scott here, like, I'd rather see her settle down and just see what it would look like if she's put in a position to be on top because she has the ace ability, the ace yeah. presence. Like, somebody do it. Somebody sign need, her, put her I on top. I also need to see her and Yamashita again because, like, well, that was so good and it happened in Deadlock Pro. Like, I shouldn't have to wait for Deadlock Pro to book that match. Yeah. Better That's Joshi than, than some of the Joshis. For TJPW mm-hmm. to open their doors just a little more to the freelancers. Okay, let's go to to Kasei versus Neko match. Okay. Let's go to stardom for our trick or treat here. What Unagi getting a white belt run. Is that crazy? I think, and this probably helps the for the match we're coming off of, but I do say treat because do i would i like to see it that's how i'm looking at it it's okay. not will it happen it's what i like to see yeah we just it. like it i would like to see it because i think what unagi's best at is the storytelling factor and that's what that belt's all about right we said it with the tam match and obviously i've said her best two matches are with tam but trent brought it up earlier you go back to that seven match series and she tells a phenomenal underdog story and yes she'd be champion. But underdogs have been champions before. It means you just don't have her reign be long. It's pretty simple. It, it, it would work really well. It'd be a great underdog story if she pulled it off. She has the fans behind her to do something like that. It'd be a hell of a story to get behind. I'd love to see it. Especially if she wrestles like I just watched her wrestle because I know she can. Mm-hmm. She's very talented as much as people don't want to admit it. She's very good. Right? Like She mm-hmm. has improved so much since she first walked in that yeah, I'd absolutely love to see, even if it was like a 100-day reign, because I think Stardom needs some short reign soon um, with those top two titles, and I think she would be a perfect candidate for that. Yeah, you could easily tell that underdog story. She kind of, whoever would be up against, she wins it and then kind of has one or two, you know, couple of months with the title before dropping it. Yeah, yeah just uh, just to mix it up, because I can understand you don't want Sai Kamatani to have a short reign. You don't have, want Shuri to have a short reign. Probably don't want Julia to have a short reign, stuff like that. But Unagi is someone, yeah, you can bring in. She's popular enough that people, especially domestically, will want to see that. Uh, she's good enough in the ring. You don't like, it's not going to be a Momo Watanabe situation where she's main eventing with mm-hmm. the white belt necessarily. You would probably want to have a strong wrestling red belt champion 
during that time just to kind of counterbalance it a little bit but I think she's got the charisma she's good enough in the ring to make it work yeah we don't need to see a 400 day reign with it uh, mm-hmm. but she's I think she's earned that opportunity uh, and look yes I'm an Unagi fan but I think it would be quite an interesting change of pace and she could do well with it okay yeah I guess I'm a little surprised um I think the general consensus is she's not good enough and there's all these, you know, we're talking about how she's underrated and whatnot, but I guess we're smarter and we're not downplaying her ability. So, right. uh, so that's that. Right, we're smart. Um, I did have, I was trying to find my way of giving myself back up here, but I can't find the tweet. I was trying to find the list that came out a few months ago. With like all the, the most popular the tower records yeah. or uh yeah because she's oh, i found it she finished 29th in all of japan for most popular uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, like she finished ahead of like so many the only people she finished behind were starlight kid mayu yutani julia tam nakano shuri saya kamatani and utami haishida that's it everyone else she finished ahead of so she has the backing to do it. Mm-hmm. She has an easy, you know, underdog ability. Why not? Why not? Probably okay. wait until the crowds can cheer for that because yeah. underdog stories work right. best when the crowd can Trump. properly get behind it. Um, but we're all in the Inagi train here. Yeah. Good yeah, to know. Good to know. Staying in stardom, trick or treat, Rossi Agawa becomes. More of an on-screen authority figure. Oh, please, Trick. Please, no. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't need on-screen GMs or anything. Mm-hmm. Like his little things of like just signing contracts and like these short yes. videos, that's enough. I enjoy those little videos. Don't need to go further. 100%. Yeah, it's, a, it's a tough one because I, I really enjoy him in those videos. Um, and like, I'd like when the wrestlers acknowledge that he's kind of the booker. So I think like Saki Kashima has gone up to him and basically said, book this match. And, you know, if there's someone comes out and challenge, I kind of go, Rossi, we, we good with this, or we, we are good with this. You don't get a say in it. I like that. Um, but I, yeah, I guess I've been soured so much of, you know, when I was watching WWE, it was nothing, but the authority and Triple H and Stephanie McMahon coming out for 30 minute segments every week. Um, I don't need that in my wrestling necessarily. Um, and Rossi's fun in the little backstage skits that they've been doing, uh, but I think it would be a bit different on like an actual show regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Rossi is not as charismatic as... Like Vince McMahon could do that for so long because he has that presence. He's so charismatic. I kind of want to see Rossi doing the Vince McMahon. You, you could try. You could try. <laughs> Um, and I am also I done with the authority figure. To me, like the best example of authority figure done well was way back when Jack Tunney was president of WWF. You almost you never saw him, except if there was like a big match announcement or like some dispute. He would I okay. I have to have a meeting for NXT. Absolutely. That's but even it. less, oh, okay. I think, less less present. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So just, you know he's there. He's the one making the, you know, pulling the strings. But he doesn't need to be a character. He doesn't need to be a thing. You have wrestlers to do that. 
Um, I know there was a lot of concern then, when Harold Meiji was uh, in charge of New Japan. There was like one or two segments they had on the shows where the wrestlers started interact with him. And a lot of people, oh, they're going that direction. They didn't. Uh, but I remember the kind of you know, the concern that was there. Okay. On the same page again. We need to argue about something. We need something. I've been trying <laughs> with me saying Miyuki Takase tag team specialist. True. You're doing your best. Um I don't know if we're going to argue on this one. Trick or treat, Suzu Suzuki, full time with stardom. This one's really hard for me. I like I've I've legitimately went back and forth on this because one, I want to see her get the push of her life in well, push of her life. She's been a world champion in a promotion, two promotions actually. So like when I say push of her life, I mean I want her to be a signature player in the top women's promotion in the world. That's what I would like. Mm. But at the same time, I do like that she has her flexibility to do what she wants. And, you know, it, it's part of the aura for her too. I think when she shows up in Star Wars, like, oh, you're not part of this. Mm. But at the same time, she's still Suzu Suzuki. So, like, she has that aura anytime she wants. She's only 20. I think overall, I would probably still say treat because... Ultimately, that is my best chance to see her live the most. That is my best chance for her to win belts and have the most success. And I'd love, truthfully, truthfully, for her and Risa Sarah to do so because I think they've fit in so well. No offense to the rest of the prominence crew, but they have fit it like a glove in both very different ways. And Suzu Suzuki should be one of recognized as one of the top women's wrestlers in the entire world and unfortunately i don't think she will by the general public per se unless she's in star so like yeah she will by she will by joshi fans because they're paying attention but there's still joshi fans that didn't really know she was before star so i think uh the sky's the limit for her the moment she signs on the dotted line which i think she will eventually it's just a matter of when i mean that was one of your hot takes uh months back I know. I I know. <laughs> We're hanging I, on. I'm I'm very much in the same boat as you in that like obviously like I would love to see Suzu wrestling constantly on stardom uh against the kind of talent she'll get to. And I do agree, like that's her best chance to get the most success, whether it be in championship gold or attention or money or all that jazz. Because she's 20. Like she does have yeah. time where I like I don't see obviously you know wrestling business can change on a dime you could get injured or anything like that but I think she's still young enough that if she wants to do the freelance stuff for a couple of years before signing on she can um, sure. and look at, if she can keep popping up in Stardom and having that kind because if she signed with Stardom it kind of gets the same issue that all the outsiders coming into a Vader promotion you lose that impact when they are just full-time members signed with prominence like they do feel more dangerous and a little bit more unpredictable because they're not signed with stardom they come in and they're wrecking house and stuff and getting more hardcore like it works really well and if she signed with them it would you would lose that a little bit i i wanted to do what she wants to do if she wants to sign with stardom and make it big from the age of 20 Go for it, you know, do what you want to do. She wants to keep doing freelance and keep doing deathmatch and keep doing prominence, then I say go for that as well. So yeah. I guess I'm trick looking at that. 
But I would be an absolute treat seeing her. It sounds like your trick for now. Yeah, I'm, I'm tricking. Trick. Yeah, I'm tricked because I think this is what she wants to do right now. Because if she wanted to be signed to stardom, she'd be signed to stardom right now. Sure. Yeah, and we don't know what prominence is going to be. It's so yeah. new. If it ends up being bigger and it develops like this identity. And it is a cool place for her to do more things, sort of like uh, when Megumi Kudo was did her own thing in FMW. Mm. That would be awesome. Um, if it doesn't develop, then then she has stardom as a backup. Yeah. Um, so to me, it really depends on what happens. But I do like her as a special guest. That's what made this five star run so so fun because just mm-hmm. it's new. All the matches mm-hmm. are new. If she does it again next year, then it's like, oh, we're doing it again. Well, well here's the what you guys. I'm not like fighting with you guys. I, okay, I'm just gloves are off. Here's the thing with Suzuki, right? The moment this tournament ends, right? When am I going to see her next? Like, when am I going to get to see a Suzu Suzuki match, a big Suzu Suzuki match? Am I just going to only be able to see the prominent stuff? Mm-hmm. which like hit or miss you might be able to see or not mm-hmm. or am i only gonna see her wrestle you know joke tags and wave because that's the game i'm playing too it's like i want to see her in the spot to succeed and have the best matches possible and we'll see what happens i don't think she's going away from stardom anytime soon i think she's locked in at least to the point of yeah she's gonna be around it's just I want her to be around as much as possible because you want it every want to, week. Not I want oh, to okay, they're her. coming in for a run. Yeah, like I want to see her wrestle, and that's why I really hope she's in tag league with Risa Sarah. Mm. It's it's yeah. the hard game to play because I totally agree with you guys. Like I want to see her do what she wants to do, and you know I enjoy her death matches. I just she's excellent at them, and I enjoy her stuff in Wave. But I just want to see her the most possible. If if yeah. it has to be signing with Stardom, then so be it. Okay, there was a little dissension there. Okay, one last one. Yeah, it was, you know, mild dissension. <laughs> Emmy Sakura cancels Chaco Pro, so her team can focus more on Gato Move. So Trent is our Chaco Pro man here. Um, I don't know. You're how, how would that feel? <laughs> this is the one I put, I put this in because it was one of those things. Like when they announced Gato Move was coming back. One of the first things everyone was thinking was, what's the, what's happening with Choco Pro? Is that still going on? Are they stopping that? At the moment, Gato Move is just once a month, so they can easily kind of run. They can do that, and then they can focus on the little weekend shows with Choco Pro, and the guys can still go and do their freelance stuff. But I could see it potentially reaching a point where the Choco Pro brand and the style does have to make way for Gato Move. I... I would be gutted. I would probably say trick just because there's something truly special because they ran Gatto Move shows in Ichigai Square. So it's not like they would have to leave Ichigai for Gatto Move to sort of Mm. take over. But there's something uniquely special about Choco Pro that I think kind of it's an extension of what Gatto Move was in what it wants to be as kind of like this family and it gets everyone on board and it's fun and it makes it feel like anyone can wrestle and feel a part of a wrestling family and for that because of that and because like i got into get i moved through choco pro it is trick for me um but i could see it happening down the track 
Yeah, I'm gonna say tree. Um, I, I, and this isn't really okay. I don't. I admittedly don't watch Choco Pro every show. I, I've dipped mm. in time from time here and there for some good matches, like the Emmy Sakura Mesa Ruga match when Emmy was leaving. Mm. I think is their best overall. Um, but I love their Got to Move product. Like when they've returned to the ring for shows, I think it's been excellent every show. I think they've really killed it. And if they can do more of that, I'm not gonna because at the end of the day, I've I've said this for the past couple days. I want May Saruga in as many matches as possible because she's excellent. And anyone that thinks otherwise is wrong. Um, she is so good, she's so talented, she's so unique. So got to move for me feels like that step of okay if she's in the ring all the time maybe that means she'll want to be in the ring all the time other places maybe tjpw will bring her in more i would love stardom to bring her in more obviously because i think she's so good there um not full-time i i like you know this is like the susan thing you can see may <laughs> like right you know where may's gonna be every week all over the place um she works she works for all the top promotions if she's not in got to move so it's like oh i'm not worried about her um I just want her to wrestle everywhere, and if it means, oh, here's the best way for me to say it: I'm either trick or treat, no matter whatever gets May on more, like in the ring because she's so good, she's so creative, and really, I got to give credit to Choco Choco Pro, whatever, however you say, it, because it's made her a better wrestler, right? Like mm-hmm. when she did that um, diving cross body off the ring post to Azumi in their match. You don't learn there that anywhere else. You learn that in the chocolate square. Like yeah. she wouldn't have learned that anywhere else. So it's like I'm trick or treat in the fact that I just want May Saruga to wrestle more regular matches for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. So that's most of it. But like if she starts just going to TJPW more and stardom more again while also doing Gato move, I'll take that as well. She's just too talented not to. And I think. I think Gotcha Move has a really, really strong roster, truthfully. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I know it's small, but you got Chie, right? Who I think is a yep. rising star. I think you got you got Balian Aki, who's really solid. I know mm-hmm. he just got back. You have Emmy, obviously, when she's there. And if Emmy's wrestling real matches that aren't seven minutes, then we win, right? So it's like that's also part of it. Like I want to see Emmy Soccer have a real twenty-minute match again. Mm-hmm. If that's the way I have to get it, so be mm-hmm. it. I know Ryan's answer to this is going to be trick because Choco Pro is not expensive enough chocolate for his taste. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let, let's hear his full thoughts okay. on this. Um, it is trick, but <laughs> for a different reason. Uh, Called it. It's Choco Pro is so different. There's not. There's nothing like that. If that was gone, it'd feel like the wrestling landscape would suffer in a way. It's not my favorite. I don't watch it a lot, but I'm glad it's there. Just the way that I am glad GCW is there, Ooh, right? There's, no, there's different flavors, there's different things. <laughs> that's so people, mean. But people love that. There are people who that's love true. GCW. Good that's for them. True. And GCW they have that. Be my first Jungle Kiona match on YouTube oh, yeah. for free in so, so long. So that, also, you didn't, by the way, try just to rag on you a little bit when when we asked what are you excited about in wrestling you just didn't say that 
because like I think I've been hyping up her return. No, clearly, clearly, yeah. what you're saying is I, you actually don't care about it. You think her first match back was actually bad, and you're not looking forward <laughs> to any of it. And that's a shame. That's a shame that you said that. How's your arm oh. going? Because I think you dislocated on that reach. I actually didn't. Um, and I can also, you know, move my never mind. I'm not doing this. Not doing that. I'm not ta- I'm not okay. attacking the poor jungle because of you. I'm not doing it. This yeah, is your we, monthly we, chance. We almost but... went, we almost went a whole episode with no jungle. Was, <laughs> um, did not happen. But no, Chaco Pro is different. About it's them, special. It it's its own thing. I'm glad it's there. I, if you like I boring like... strong style, you can watch Jungle Keanu. All right, continue. Oh my god. Um, there's just nothing ignoring, else in a in a chocolate a shop window. where they're jumping it's, off a window. Yeah, it, just, there's nothing. The like wrestling that. landscape would be a little bit less brighter without Chocolate Pro. There you It'd have it. Brighter without GCW. Well, <laughs> well, that's because the lighting continue. is crap and you can't see the matches. The shots continue. That's true. That's true. And the um, well, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Is this the record for the most people we've slagged on in an episode? Yeah, because yeah, it's just me slamming Jungle because of you, even though I have nothing uh, against Jungle Kiana. <laughs> yeah, instead of the spooky episode, just the slander episode. Yeah, we've actually just changed favorite. the topic. Changed, changed the theme. We mid, should have a slander episode. Show. We'll just have an episode of t- scorching hot takes about wrestlers week or promotions and matches oh that we actually can't stand. And we'll all just, just see who, Wait, sorry. Just see who we piss who gets who pisses off the most people. That'll be the challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried. I feel like I could do that. <laughs> I feel like Ryan will not because Ryan's a very nice person. It's it's gonna be more comfortable for me. I think Trent yeah, Ryan's too nice. I think Trent plays both sides really well. I'm I, a don't. I don't. I am I am the heel. I am Come at it. and that's okay. Okay. Well, y'all, we we hit. I I wasn't sure how this this very gimmicky situation would go, um, but I, honestly, I think it's our best show. <laughs> Just to pat ourselves uh, in the back. In I thought the here. last one was, but well, what could you want? That one that one was more painful. <laughs> um, <laughs> say it correctly. Are we any allowed of you, you to win? You got to fight for the for the the pride of cosmic rules. I don't know what you're talking about. I earned that win even though I didn't get it. I, I still believe that. You did your best. Have you guys ever gone to Halloween as a wrestler? I did when I was eight. So I'm trying honest. to yeah, I'm trying to Matt Hardy. No, how old do you think I am? I'm 23 years old, first of all. <laughs> John Cena, thank you. Uh, How dare you think I went? Who goes as Matt Hardy? Not Jeff, too. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I don't like Jeff, but like it's still the better Halloween costume. Clearly. Yeah. Jeez, man. Uh, no, I went with uh, when it's John Cena when I was eight. I think that's the classic. Okay. Into wrestling, man. That's classic. Cute. What about you, Ron? Um, I went as um, Randy Savage, wasn't it when I was eight? Uh, it was pretty good, but so my friend invited us to this party, and like, oh, it's a costume party. It's like, great. I'm Randy Savage, and I convinced my wife to be Rey Mysterio. <laughs> we, I had the mask. I had the championship. You know, we're we're good. Um, we walk into the party. Everyone's looking at us really weird. Oh no! 
my friend did not tell me that it was um, a literary pun costume party. So someone was like, um, I can't even remember them, but like you would name an author like Sigmund Freud and then, oh yeah, there was the Freudian slip. She was in a slip with like dressed as Sigmund Freud and they're trying to guess what we are. <laughs> what are you and I was like I'm Randy Savage you don't as one of the most famous wrestlers y'all um please wow. please inform your guest the full details of your party I'm sure P one PSA. of them has a book out don't they you can at least say but it's literary but it's not a pun there's not you know if I was like Ray Mysterio with a, like a ray gun then it would have <laughs> just it run out worked. to Walmart and buy like a new gun to, to make that <laughs> oh, gimmick work. My God, that's amazing! And I did um, I did gold dust one year, but the the gold paint came out green. Oh no! So I just <laughs> so green, green dust, green dust. <laughs> uh, and no, and no, whatever. It's like what the hell? I don't think anybody would know who I was anyway. Mm -hmm. But because this was not nice. Randy Savage and Ray Mysterio are kind of those are famous. For, They're famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you could do that, and non wrestling fans will be like, oh yeah. Um, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here in Australia, we don't do Halloween, so I've never mm -hmm. dressed. Have you up. ever dressed as a wrestler in your life? Cosplay. No, but I've been. I've had when um, I was in Japan last time. I had about four or five people ask if I was a professional wrestler. Um, including the owner of the Haoming store. And I was really tempted to say yes and bluff because, like, he puts pictures of all the wrestlers that come to his store. Oh. And I thought, can I, can I play this? And I didn't because, you know, I'm not a heel. I don't lie like that. But I'm really tempted before I go over again to do, like, a fake web page for, like, a gimmick that's me and I'll do the costume and everything so that I could be like, oh yeah yeah I'll wrestle in Australia I'm such and such and he can look me up and be like oh yes there you are and then I could be on the wall of Wyoming. Um Yano also said I looked like a wrestler when I went to his uh, bar so that's like my mm. big um, puff of the chest that I look enough like a wrestler that New Japan wrestler Toru Yano thought I could pass as one so okay but I haven't dressed as one because you, yeah, you are one. It's just different. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 when you don't see that underneath my t-shirt is all fat rather than muscle, <laughs> I have the build to kind of pass as a professional. Yeah, person. and a taller man. Exactly. Uh, that works. Scott, you have a lot of projects, a lot of things going on. Um, can you tell us something you're really excited about that has come out or coming out? No. <laughs> well, well that was a drop <laughs> uh, too many I don't, I don't time any of my stuff really well so like by the time this comes out i don't know where i'll be you'll um, probably have a g1 review coming out you'll have yeah. 14 g1 up five star <laughs> podcasts <laughs> he messed up he said g1 he said g1 multiple times uh yeah i think i think by the time this is coming out I'll probably have, you should listen to my five-star Grand Prix final review um, mm -hmm. because, uh, both of them, because I will be doing that for two shows, actually. I'll be doing it for Fightful Overbooked on the Joshi Dreamcast, and I'll be doing it, the five-star Joshi show, with two different people, potentially with my friend Trent here, since me and Trent, that's actually the first, fun fact for you, fun fact for everyone, the first time I ever talked to Trent like this 
was for last year's five-star Grand Prix final. It was indeed. And it was us just singing the praises of Shuri. So, you know, normal stuff. Um, yeah, so definitely check those out. Um, Ryan could always come on, but he's a teacher and I'm not. So, you know, makes life difficult that I work nights and he's a teacher. So it's like the complete opposite schedule of this world. Yeah, <laughs> uh, up at 5.30. <laughs> yeah go to bed to be fair sometimes scott's still watching wrestling at that yeah time. so but then we can record it record it for perfect exactly ships yeah. passing in the night um so yeah check those out i have some interviews coming but i just uh i'm not gonna say them yet because mm, they haven't teaser. happened yet they haven't happened mm. yet so like i don't okay. like to, i don't jinx anything you know okay uh, you that never know. Sense. So uh, yeah, I've had some some fall up, uh, fall through before. Yeah. So if you follow me at Scotty Wrestling on Twitter, that's the best place to know what I'm doing. Because, like I said, like that wasn't me being like serious when I said no. I mean, being a jerk when I said no. It's like I legitimately don't know what I'll be doing. But those review mm-hmm. shows will be guarantees. Yeah. So definitely, please check those out. Trent, how about you? how about yourself? Uh well, apparently I'm going to be doing a podcast on one of Scott's shows. Uh, there you go. The first that's been mentioned but like i we talked about it before you liar (laughs) well at this stage yeah it's am i a guest or am i just a part of the crow um i get yeah listen to into the wrestleverse every week on our patreon if you haven't subscribed yet subscribe Uh, i i might have another podcast project in the works oh um like it's it's breaking news conceptual at this stage like i want to do a pilot that will go on our Patreon to see if it works. So I guess another reason to sign up to the Patreon and see whether my mad idea actually has legs or not. Will I be invited I, on the show? You absolutely can. Um, you can be one of the can. first people on it. Doesn't alive. guarantee I will be. Okay. Well, it's more. It's more if we can make our schedules work. Um, it'll be nice to actually. How invite could you we not? I'm, I'm I'm awake <laughs> at all hours of the day. I am uh, a easy. man that never yeah. sleeps. I am yes. Batman. I'm sorry. Continue. You wish. Um, now I'm very I, curious I, what this is. I might. I'll, I'll probably you have a five star. I, I will. I'll, I'll probably have a five star <laughs> Grand Prix review on wrestling, maybe, or monthly pro wrestling. I don't know. I've been doing reviews on monthly pro wrestling um, for the big stardom shows. That will continue. I'll probably, yeah, I'll do a review on one of those websites. Uh, I don't know yet. Uh, I might have some other stuff going. I've been lazy mm-hmm. this month. In you sound like life. me, just in a different way. <laughs> no, but you will have stuff coming out. Oh. I might not. <laughs> um, but go on to my Twitter, at OneUpCulture, and if I get around to doing stuff, you'll see it there. <laughs> All right. Um, I have a Miyu Yamashita interview up already. Woo. And Yuki Arai's coming up right behind her. Woo. Wow, so very, that's a two, aces. Famous two aces they'll both row. be out by the time this podcast comes Absolutely. out so go and check them Yuki out Rai's so famous that, like that's incredible like if you just mm. think about it for a second like that's that's, yeah, that's, that's bigger yeah. than just a wrestler <laughs> like yeah, it's hard for us to understand because yeah. drawing that you don't, idol, you don't know cool. that yeah you're gonna you're gonna have some uh people if they get a hold of it probably <laughs> some weirdos good or bad probably some weirdos um we know we just, people following J- Japanese idols. No, well, we're all, we're, yeah, we're, that's who we are. Um, I just recorded recently the 25th episode of Fly to Five. Congratulations, Karen. Yeah, Karen watches wrestling. Karen Murray came on, she does, and we wrestling. rated our top five wrestlers we want to see in crime dramas. Oh my god, she so went specific. all out, man. 
she had like full cast um show names and theme songs That's incredible she killed it um did she have posters like i did for our movie no no episode she did she did not bring the posters um nobody can be trent so that's the lesson learned here nobody wants to be me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it means yeah never mind <laughs> all right enough slander for one day let's go yeah yeah we've 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 i've called off the dogs it's all in good fun everybody i don't actually hate trent he says <laughs> but jerry but Lawler, no! chase owens rick flair <laughs> Yeah, see, yeah. Naco. I don't hate Nako as a person. Just I just hate her gimmick. As a as a wrestler. Yeah. She would be better off not on my screen. Not wrestling. Sorry, Nako. I didn't say uh, that. With that. <laughs> with that, we bid adieu. Um until next time, y'all. <laughs>